and we're live mma uncensored episode seven it's thursday night and thank you all for joining uh this episode of mma uncensored live uh i just want to say a special thank you uh to last week's guest paul malinaji uh paul malinaji was on last week and we had a great time talking to him it was a lot of fun Paul had some funny shit to talk about last week. Uh, and a couple of the clips actually uh, went the distance on social media. A lot of people were sharing it and commenting. And Paul Malinaji, he definitely knows how to bring the heat. So uh, just want to thank him for being on the show. Also, guys, subscribe to the YouTube channel, MMA Uncensored, uh, for all the past episodes. You could also follow us on Instagram at MMA Uncensored, double underscore. And I also want to give a shout out to our sponsors as well, Nick and Nate Diaz with Game Up Nutrition. Uh, for 10% off on products, you could use code MMA Uncensored. And also want to give a shout out to Veteran Farms, veteranfarms.com for all quality cannabis. Uh, you definitely want to reach out to them as well. Um, tonight, we have a very, very special guest this evening. And I've been looking forward to this episode for quite some time. Lethway, world champion. Uh, and pretty much a worldwide badass. He also beats the shit out of banana trees. I mean, you got to love this guy right here. Uh, they call him King LeDuc, King of Lethway, the champ himself, Dave LeDuc. Dave. Hey, Joe. Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure, Dave. And uh, I'm excited, man. You know, um, I've been watching a lot of your fights. I've been also watching a lot of your training, man. I got to say, it's just unbelievable to watch you fight and watch you train. Um, it's just uh, it's just incredible, man. It really is. Actually, I had quite a few people when I started promoting this episode on Instagram. A lot of people were reaching out to me and saying, oh, my God, you're going to be talking to King LeDuc this week? That's so cool, man. So nice. thank you for joining us. And you're in Montreal, right? Pardon me? You're in Montreal right now? Yeah, yeah, a bit outside of Montreal, and uh, at least uh, there's no snow anymore. So came back to the roots a little bit, see the family, see uh, see everybody, and now we got kind of stuck here. I mean, it could be, there's worse thing than that, but like I was, you know, planning a lot of trips, a lot of seminars, and everything's on hold, like everybody. So uh, I'm not gonna get into this too much because everybody has a bit of a, you know, either financial losses or whatever. Mm -hmm. So. Um, yeah, we're we're uh, we're we're good. I'm still training every day with my team, so uh, we don't give a shit. We're getting ready for what's uh, when it's gonna start again, right? So we have to, because if it starts, it's probably gonna be okay. Get ready. You're fighting in a month. You're getting, you know. So we're ready. I love it, man. And I also wanted to uh, bring in the CEO of MMA Uncensored, Chris LeBeau. Chris, hey, Chris, what's up, King? How are you, Chris? I'm good. good. To see you. Thank My pleasure. You. Are you in uh, Florida as well? Yeah, I'm in Tampa. Okay, I, I can't wait to come visit you guys because yeah. uh, we're, we're supposed to to have Lithway. Uh, that's the goal, right? To have it in, in in Miami, Florida. I said that on the on the Joe Rogan podcast. Now yeah. it was supposed to be in June. So right. I was gonna I was gonna uh, hook you up with with uh, with good seats to get maybe some blood, so like you'll get some blood uh, splash in your face during side. <laughs> Yeah, I was watching yeah. your drove yeah, episode. Yeah, I remember us talking that was about really that. Good man. Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, I I I tease I tease him because it was um, it was uh, sober October, so he wasn't uh, he wasn't as uh, laughing at my jokes as, as if he was high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a really good exchange. 
We, uh, okay. we have some good talks about, I, I've been dying to talk about, you know, headbutt and, and everything because he's, he's been a big proponent of, you know, potentially bringing him back in, in MMA like it was back in, you know, beginning of UFC. So, uh, yeah, it's a big deal, you know, like, so it was fun to, to chat. But now we're going to talk even, even more in depth with you guys. Yes, absolutely, man. And I'm really looking forward to talking Lethway because, you know, a lot of people don't know about <laughs> here in the United States, you know, obviously, you know, you know. Yeah. You know, let's, let's say that that's a challenge gesture. Uh, like Chris did that, he, he slapped on your arm. So that basically, for those who don't know, a lot of people ask me. It's uh, it's called the Lekamund. You can, I think it's on Wikipedia, and it's the like a two thousand year old gesture that the Burmese Empire, when they were like in the war trenches, because uh, it was the really the strongest uh, army in Southeast Asia, the Burmese, and they were doing this before going to war and before fighting. So it kind of kind of stuck and it symbolizes a wing of a bird like an eagle before fighting right so you slap three times on your on your uh, on your elbow like this and you're like let's fucking do this let's fight wow Boom. and how how long ago is this going back the the gesture or the sport yeah, the gesture well i think it, it's the uh it's pretty closely tied like at the same time literally there's there's um, there's symbols of of like guys clashing their heads and doing takedowns uh, mm -hmm. on the pagodas in Bagan. So Bagan is a beautiful UNESCO protected uh, spot. And uh, the, one of the pagodas is about, you know, close to close to 2000 years old. And wow. there's, there's, there's drawings of headbutts on the, on the pagoda inside the walls of the pagoda. So, you know, from that we can, we can, we can probably uh, uh, conclude that it's, it's about 2000 years old wow. and that, yeah, it, it's, it's pretty cool to, to be, uh, continuing this tradition so how did uh, how did lethway come about how did this this uh, style of fighting uh, originate that's a good question and and a lot of people ask me that uh, basically you know uh like with like i spoke about it qu uh, quickly on on uh, with joe but it wasn't in depth like i wanted to be and uh, mm -hmm. that's something i wanted people the fans to know is that um, Lithuay is uh, like originated from Burma. People know it as Burma, but now we changed name. It's Myanmar now, right? Myanmar, and, okay. Um, so it, the most, most, most people know it as like the Burmese python, like, like a lot of things that comes from that, uh, that neck of the woods. But uh, the, everything is like extraordinary there, you know, like the fucking pythons are fucking uh, 12, uh, 12, I don't know, 20 feet long. The fighting is the most real sport there. And they, but incredibly enough, Burmese people are the kindest you ever meet in my life. I traveled all around Asia and around the world, and uh, no joke, they're so humble, so kind. But when they go in the ring, they, they like they, they get down to business. That's what I, I really relate to that, right? I, I like that. I like to be as kind as I can outside the ring, but then when we go in the ring, let's fucking do this. And uh, yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, and uh, like like every man should be actually. So, but you know, when when you look at the history, they uh, they started they started fighting when it was. Uh, like Laos, Cambodia, Thailand, all the all this like the the CM Empire back in the days in Thailand, and and Burma was uh, dominating the the the, the warfare like this, and um, we can we can look into uh, a bunch of like where they're branched out eventually. Like some people say that Muay Baran, which is the ancestor of Muay Thai, Muay Baran, which was uh, like with ropes, right? And some people say that it, it, it was influenced by Lithuania. So because Mobiran had headbutts, right? And then uh, over the years, Mobiran, I think the king of Thailand said, you know, we can't, we can't do that. It's too brutal and it's not going to mm. be good for tourism. 
So they removed the headband. <laughs> Somebody says your hair is perfect. I love it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate it. I thought they were talking about you, Dave. Yeah, I know. I said Joe. I don't have hair. <laughs> but, you know, just to get, make a long story short, the, they removed the headbutts, added gloves, and added a scoring system, which became Muay Thai as we know. And I'm a bit in a, in a, in a curious position right now. I kind of have the, the you know, tourism ambassador uh, unofficial title because I'm, I'm a bit... I'm not annoyed, but I feel like I'm very. It's my job to bring the limelight back to me, to Myanmar, back to Burma, because it was it was uh, it was uh, in, in the shadow of the of the of the world for the past hundreds of years, right? And because of that, it was not able to export its traditional culture as well as Thailand did, right? We have Muay Thai gyms around the world, mm -hmm. but yet, you know, we only have a few Litwit gyms here and there. And so my job is to see, look, guys. Uh, without going into details too much about which came first, which I think Litwi came, came first is the ancestor of, of Muay Thai, uh, but we can we can say look, yeah, if you want to if you want to train uh, a very efficient martial art, good for close combat with headbutts, getting used to fighting without gloves, because chances are if you fight, you get into a fight at the bar, you won't fucking have gloves on, right? So how to punch without gloves? The big difference. I don't know. Have you ever tried punching a punching bag without gloves, Joe? Yes, I have. Yeah, How it was, hurts. It yeah. hurts man. Well, I, cut, I cut all my knuckles up for sure. You know. Yeah, and you, Chris, you try to the bag without gloves. He's not here. He's not. Oh yeah, same yeah. knuckles for sure. The hooks, right? The hook is way different. We don't have the wrist support, so you have to change the way you throw your hooks. Mm -hmm. so it's, a, it's a different game. I know you guys cover a lot of vertical uh, boxing, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's that's a cool. That's really cool that it's uh, it's growing in popularity in, in the states and in the world. Um, Next step is to bring all limbs in the in the states, right? To have, yeah. you know, because punching is is really is really great, but when you add like kicks to keep that distance, when you have elbows and you have in the pocket, you have the headbutt. It's a, it's another it's another martial arts. I'd be uh, I'd be uh, really really happy to to finally have an event there. So you know, I I agree with you. I would love for uh, Lethway to come here in the, in the United States because it, it really is an awesome combat sport, very different. We don't see anything like that here in the United States. I'd say, like, you know, Muay Thai, you know, is very is very close to it. Uh, but, you know, again, you don't have that, uh, you know, the headbutts, you know. So yeah. it, it becomes a little more dangerous. So, sorry, what did you say? I said it becomes a little more dangerous when you incorporate those legal headbutts. There's also other things that a bit that makes it dangerous. Is like they, they're really fluid. Uh, they're very really loose on like, let's say I clinch your head. I can do like a, a 12 to 6 elbow on the back of the Like they don't, they don't really care. It's, it's part of tradition. That's why you might have some hard times uh, getting legislation in the, some, some states. Uh, all like takedowns are, that's where it's a big difference as well in, in that in Mutai. You can do like suplexes on the head. You can do suplexes, you know, do a body lock and then and and as you're in front of your partner, you can land your headbutt on the chin, headbutt headbutt on the neck, on the on the chest. Mm -hmm. So uh, it, it, very fluid on the takedowns. You can even do double legs. It's not like you're not going to win the fight like that, right? You, okay. you can do, and if you do it too much, the referee's going to be, hey, stop stalling. Let's let's fight. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can do all, all kinds of throws, sweeps, and uh, suplexes. I, I like that. A lot of uh, the, the older generation were doing a lot of fucking throws, and they're landing on the head. So I'll send you some guys some links. Like, like yeah, Kung I Lee. Like... Kung Lee. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's why he uh, does some throws. Yeah, yeah. Kung, Kung I, I met with him in San Jose uh, last year, and uh, I said, "Man, 
you would have loved it, uh, you know, to do all those Sanda, Sanso, Shansho uh, throws. You would at least say, yeah, man, I wish it was it was uh, around when I was I was fighting. You would have loved it. Even Bast, I was with I was in LA with Bastrutin, and you know wow. he, he's uh, he used to fight with no gloves, a lot of open strikes and everything, and headbutts, obviously. So yeah. it's uh, it's cool to getting to, to get um, to get. I mean, not your probation, but the 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 love from all these uh, these these legends. Legends, yeah. Kung Lee and I are pretty good friends. Um, we talked a couple days ago. And okay. We talk about you sometimes. Yeah, he's a good guy. Really, I really get along well. I said if I if I, if I fight MMA, I want him in my corner, okay. and uh, so we're we're we're, uh, we're we're in the talk. That is awesome, man. So, like, what have you guys been doing? Uh, you know, I, I don't know. We, we don't want to talk too much about quarantine, but what yeah. have you been doing during this time to train and, and to stay ready? Uh, yeah. Because I know, like you said earlier, at any given moment, they could open up the gates and now you got to fight. Yeah, so we're training every day. Um, we're training. I'm, I'm doing a lot of uh, training with a bunch of uh, MMA guys. So we're doing a lot of wrestling, a lot because it's, okay. it's very important for Lithuania as well. Yeah, the, 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 the clinching, the wrestling, the, the, you know, not giving the body lock too easily. So I train with a bunch of MMA guys and uh, uh, we're, we're fucking ready. We're ready for, for, for battle. Like as soon as, as it opens, we're ready. So, but you know, a lot of my work is also like uh, protecting the hands. So you keep it only for the fight, you know, like if you, if you break your hands or if you, 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 so I like to, uh, to do a lot of elbows in fighting because it's one of the strongest parts of our body. And uh, it sets up a, a lot of things. So if I can land an elbow, right. So I train a lot of my elbows during the quarantine. And if I land those elbows while well, we follow up with, you finish up with hands. So I believe in vertical fighting, obviously you can't do that when it's be a BKFC, but in vertical fighting, I, uh, apart from the jabs that for me, I, there's a little, little risk of breaking my hand on a jab, right? Mm -hmm. But if I go for a massive cross and a guy drops his, his chin and I hit his forehead, that's yeah. the danger, right? So I, I tend to go for like jabs and then big elbows. And, uh, if somebody feels the elbow, they're not going to be there for too long. Up. Well, it's funny you bring up elbows. So I saw some videos, uh, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but it looked to me like you were cutting your elbows with a knife. <laughs> to callous them up is this true is that real what do you think it was real i believe it's real <laughs> we 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 you know uh one of the extraordinary extraordinary measures for extraordinary thing right uh, uh, i'm not gonna i'm not gonna comment on that uh particular video we'll keep it mysterious but uh i want to say like Good. you know if you uh, what, was, what was it again if you want to if you want to have different results you have to do different things and most people in life, we're not even talking about fighting, but you know, they, they, they want us, they say, I want to travel, they say, I want to do this and that, but they don't do any, they don't do anything different. They don't act upon it. So like, you know, fighting BKFC, fighting Latoy, fighting MMA, you know, you need, if you want to be, if you want to be a, stay at the top and be at the top, you have to do fucking crazy shit. Uh, yes. uh, you know, I shout out to my man, uh, Tony, he, Tony, you had a good fight the other day, but fuck, he, he's, he, you know, I like, I like how you yeah. think outside the box. I, I respect that. So, um, yeah, it's, so yeah, yeah, you have to Were be surprised. To be different here, but yeah. Were you surprised by that fight and the outcome? Yeah, I was, I was, uh, I really thought he was going to have that because uh, I thought it was going to be a good matchup with, uh, with yeah. Khabib. So it yeah. sucked that uh, it's not probably never going to happen again. There's no, there's no hype anymore, right? He lost. So, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't. Uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, he he said something about he's been in training camp since December, um, and now we're in May, and he's done all these weight cuts. Uh, that's a hell of a camp, right? Four or five Absolutely. months. 
I think I, I don't recommend that. And that's one of the reasons I, I fight Litway because I walk around at 180 pounds and I fight at uh, like uh, 70, sorry, 80 kilograms is about 176. So I literally, I, I go for a jog and I lost uh, four pounds and that's my weight cut, right? So uh, that was cool, especially when I, lived, <laughs> yeah, when I lived in Dubai, it was 50s degrees Celsius. I don't know what's in Fahrenheit, but it's looking hot. Yeah, uh, okay. and, uh, yeah it was melting away. So. I never, I never, uh, I never do weight cuts because. Uh, so that was that. I felt very healthy, and I, I'm really. I wish that one day we're not gonna have to do all these weight cuts. It's very, it's, it's big strain on the body, and um, so my fight was uh, my, my walking weight. If I would cut weight, I would probably fight at like 155. Probably, you know, like wow. uh, that's yeah, six foot two, 155. That would be a tall motherfucker. <laughs> oh yeah, that's kind of <laughs> holy cow. But yeah, so I, I really, I'm a. Uh, I'm glad like there was an open weight category in Latoy and uh, for those who don't know at home like in Latoy there's all the all the weight categories you know like from whatever from lowest to to uh, to, to to 80 kilograms to 175 and uh, traditionally there was not a lot of Burmese guys higher than 175 so they you know 180 pounds so they just made you know what you're open weight you're the you're the you're the biggest guy we're gonna you're gonna fight you're gonna fight foreign russians foreign uh uh people everybody there's been some you know a bunch of heavyweights coming in and uh but when you have and that's a misconception and i wanted to talk to you about this you know they they, they most of the guys the the best they could do was a draw uh, or because in the tr- traditional lit way, it's KO only to win, right? So you can only win if there's a KO. If there's no KO, it's a draw. Even if you fucking lacerate the face, you, you cut him up, you piece him up, it's a draw. And uh, I I, I, uh, I went into my fucking video the other day and I saw I have a few draws, right? And But those fights, if you look it up, man, that was not a draw. That was clear 10-8 rounds, all of it. Like yeah. uh, doctors, went to the doctors, bloody. So... I respect that part and I embrace it because I fought traditional with way um, and you have to accept the draw that comes with it. Uh, but, you know, I, I was ready for a photo shoot after the fights, you know. So, uh, <laughs> But to come up with this is saying that the open weight category um, was uh, – was was very cool because if you if you win that golden belt the the coveted golden belt of of Litway, well uh, you have to accept the challengers at any weight basically. Wow. Now, as as uh, let me ask you this. Uh, I'm just curious. A is it uh, exposed knuckles or is there wraps on the hands? So there's a gauze on the on a little bit. I the way I do it, the way I did it, and now I I, I do nothing almost. I just do one one or two uh, stripes stripe or what strips of, of gauze, yeah. and it's nothing. It's just it's just for to look like uh, Sagat in the Street Fighter the game, right? Cool. <laughs> 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 I even I even wrap my 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 uh, ankles, you know, with the so it looks badass. Yeah. But you know, when I was a beginner, when I first fights, I asked my corner like put a lot of gauze just in case I break my hands. I, I wasn't I didn't really know what to expect, and uh, but now it's like nothing, and I feel even feel you feel you feel more raw with it, right? Like you just feel like strapped. Let's let's fucking bang, and I like it. Yeah, and to come with the first fight, uh, guys, the first fight they had to lie on my record because. I was I was unexperienced. I was I had twelve fights in Muay Thai, and they said, "Well, that's not enough to fight the champ, but nobody wants to fight him, so we're going to lie on a record." They said, I had, <laughs> "They said I had forty fights." Wow. Yeah, that's a lot. So, uh, it was just uh, like they wanted to beat another. Like, let's bring another white dude from the Western, you know, from Canada, and like, let's get beat his him ass up. kicked. Yeah, yeah, but it didn't happen like that. 
It didn't happen like that. So now, how how many uh, legitimate lethway fights have you had so far in your career? I think it's uh, eleven right now. In, in four years, I had a big year, two thousand seventeen. I did five fights in a year, and after that year, I was, in December, I was like, "Fuck!" I'm my body's aching everywhere. My elbows were not healing. My hands were swollen. So I was like, "Okay, I'll take a break." And um, but the itch came back pretty fast. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, incredible, man. Like just watching the sport and watching how it is. You know, it's funny that you mentioned street fighting because I was thinking the same exact thing when I was watching you fight, uh, which was which was really funny. Um, now, also in Lethway, um, aside from obviously, all right, we got a couple of goals there. Um, now, the, as far as like challengers calling you out, is there a if somebody does challenge you, uh, is there a certain time limit or time frame that you have before you accept the challenge, or how does that work? Good question. Ultimately, it's the um, like I, I I had a bunch of people. You know, you know how the internet is. People they message. So there's a bunch of people that obviously want fights, mm -hmm. uh, but they have no name and they know they don't have any pedigree. Uh, but ultimately, the decision goes to the, the the MTBF, the Myanmar Traditional Boxing Federation, like the old federation. They're a bunch of uh, uh, respectable uh, older gentlemen, and they basically, you know, uh, that's funny. That's a very good question, Joe, because. One of my uh, one of my fights uh, with Tuntumin, which was my the biggest fight in the in the sport of, of Lithuania, was uh, our, our third fight with together. And uh, he wanted he challenged me while I was on tour for a fucking uh, war seminar tour. So uh, I was in I was in, um, in Norway, and then I received that like okay in the newspaper. Everybody's like okay, Tuntumin challenged you for a third a rubber match, a third fight, and it's gonna be because uh, he's been he's been that. Uh, He's been re uh, recuperating for the last two years because I fucked up his knee in her in her second fight. So he's like, he's, he's he wants to fight you, and uh, you you know you have to accept that. Otherwise, we're taking away your belt. So I received Whoa. an official. That's I never really spoke about that. I received enough an official stamped letter from the MTBF in Burmese, and uh, they said, well, if you, oh, shout out CBD, I love it. Uh, yeah, they, they they said like you have to fight, otherwise you stri we're stripping you. I'm like, I work too hard for this. I have yeah. to I have to. So I had I had a two week, three week camp for this fight. No shit. Came back from Norway and right away uh, to Dubai at the time, and I went right away for the training. And you, yeah. So so if you you have let's say all right, so say like you, okay, two weeks you train, you fight this guy, you beat him, somebody yeah. else steps up and they approve it. You well, approve it. How does that work? Another two weeks of training. Thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I said, like, guys, I'm in a, I'm in a, I'm in a seminar tour. Can you wait? I'll fight him in January. I'll be ready. I'll have a, like a month of, you know, two months of training. And uh, I thought they were going to be understandable, understanding. And they say, well, it's it's the rule. It's a tradition. You have to accept. Wow. So obviously, he had a big, a bigger pool because he used to be champ, you know, for for many years. So, but if a random Joe uh, from Nebraska wants to challenge, like they're not gonna take, you know, like they don't, they don't give a shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, it, it's a, it was a fuck. That was a that was a hard moment for me. I was like, I was, I was, I was like feeling emotional in my eyes. I'm like, fuck, man, I have to do this. And he was kind of my uh, my um, not tonight, but I was, I was like. I was fearing that rematch again because we fought twice in 2016, won the belt. He got two years like ACL uh, surgery, and then he's like, "Okay, I'm ready to fight you again." I'm like, "Fuck, okay." He, and I know how 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 hard he punches, right? So I'm like, "Okay, let's fucking do this." I was I was ready to die in the ring, man. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and just to come back to what I was gonna say, guys, and I, I think you can follow me on this. When I said, you know, back in the days, the open weight guys, they, they used to accept all the challenges from all the all the other countries, you know, to 
uh, Uzbekistan, fucking uh, Russia, everywhere. The, the the misconception about this, for example, especially me, I'm I'm six foot two, right? It's like okay, you're you're tall, um, you know, you can you can. Uh, it's an advantage. Well, it's an advantage for a few uh, uh, on the outside a little bit, but the way I fight, my coach always told me like you fight. I fight like a short man, so I go on the inside. I like to go in the clinch, and that's where you know the elbows are there, the headbutts are there, and uh, the tricky part is to fight a Burmese that's been growing up learning headbutts all his life with you know and uh, generational uh, fighters and like a shorter guy has the has his forehead right on your chin right you know if i want to headbutt the guy i have to drop my level and then headbutt so it's it's twice as long for me to headbutt a shorter man so my easiest fight was for example uh when i fought uh like a heavyweight kickboxing guy uh you know he was for three was a bit it was a bit higher than me but for me it was like for the first like not the first time but like okay i can headbutt without having to drop my level. The hardest fight was against, you know, 5'10", 5'11", guys. Especially Dave, in the Dave, I got a question for you. you. Did you watch the uh, Conor McGregor versus Donald Cerrone fight? Yes. I, I commented on it too, but... <laughs> okay. Now, now, walk me through that round. They came, they came together, and then Conor kind of jumped up with the shoulder, right? Hit him mm -hmm. in the face a few times. Yeah, and then, that, was, that was good. Yeah, I think I think it was well done, and uh, he he played uh, along the rules of the unified MMA rule, right? So, right. Uh, but obviously, I, I like I think I made a post about this, and I, I said like it would have been so much more fighting fighting realistic to have a headbutt there, right? But a, a shoulder, yeah. I practice that all the time, and right. it's just that if I have the choice between a nice uh, headbutt on the chin or on the nose, I'm gonna go for this. Um, but yeah, this that was I was well placed. Uh, props to props to him. I just I just I just like uh, ranted a bit on. I ranted a bit about saying like fuck. Let's let's get the headbutts in, right? Yeah, we'll have to <laughs> we'll have to ask him. See what he thinks about headbutts. Yeah, I wonder. I, I mean, people. I post my last post uh, because there was a head clash with Sihudo uh, and Cruz, right? There was a head right. clash, yeah. and they you know it was a big deal. Like every time, even in boxing, it's a big deal. Oh, there's a head clash. Even some guys. You know, stop the fight because oh, it's a head clash. That's it. Yeah. I'm cut. I don't want to fight. So, for me, I I feel like it's such a natural tool in fighting, in boxing. Even Tyson was getting cut, and you know, with uh, I think it was Holyfield or something was head clash. Um, it's it's like if you remove that part of striking, it it makes it uh, it makes it a bit a bit like less permissive, and that's what I like about Litway. Right. It's the most permissive stand-up art. One of our viewers said the banana tree never stood a chance. <laughs> yeah, fucking cost me to, uh, to, to get it. Like I went to the I went to the uh, owner of the like an, an older gentleman. He's like, I want to I want to I want to kick the tree. I want to punch the tree. He's like, okay, well it's my it's my bananas. I like I asked my translator. It's like how much does he want? I'll pay it. I'll pay him right. So uh, give him a hundred bucks and I I uh, film the video. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that was incredible, man. I mean, you yeah. chopped the shit out of that thing. So like, what, what gave you that idea though to to do that? Yeah, was it right. just to you know just toughen up your hands and your elbows and your head? Because you headbutt that thing too. Yeah, because you know people uh, a lot of people kick yeah. it, and I feel like it's again try to be black sheep a bit different. Everybody kick it. It's quite malleable. It's not like it's not a bamboo tree, right? Right. Uh, but if you use your hands and you use your uh, your your, uh, it's a bit more challenging to use your hands and to use only, you know only your legs because legs is a big limb. It's a very heavy thing. We had the uh, Buckow fighting uh, doing this uh, with his kicks, right? And uh, so 
if we if we're gonna talk about Litway, we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do it with our hands. But talking about that, guys, I have a scoop for you guys. I have a scoop. <laughs> All right, fill us in. It's it's uh, it's gonna happen next year. The contract's not signed yet, but uh, it's already the party's already agreed and everything. And if if he flakes out, well, he's fucking scared. Uh, so we're gonna do Litway against Muay Thai, and uh, I was waiting to a good spot to uh, to announce it, but it's gonna be uh, me and Buckow. Um, and I'm gonna do my first weight cut ever because I don't give a shit about this. So, wow. so uh, we're gonna do it, and uh, I, that's the only thing I'm gonna say. I'll let wow. the people talk, but it's nice. Nice. and it's gonna happen in uh, in uh, 2000, early 2021. So yeah. wow. it's gonna be a wow. biggest striking event. Let's go against Muay Thai. Is it and, gonna be outside? Uh, outside, outside venue? Inside venue? I, I don't. I don't know. If, I think it's gonna be a big stadium. Um, I'm still talking with the guys, and uh, so uh, huge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's gonna be. I, I, I'm gonna tell you I guys. Was, uh, I was week. gonna ask you a question. Yeah. I was gonna ask you a question about him uh, later in the show. Uh, what do you think? What do you think about the matchup? Well, I, I feel like uh, obviously he has a great career. He has over, I think, 300 fights. Uh, props to him. Um, but I can I can see like for example the you know the, their their team has has not accepted no gloves, mm-hmm. has not accepted headbutts. So I'm like okay, so we're gonna fight, you know, and we're gonna fight uh, in a hybrid rule set that you know both party agrees. I, I can't I can't say I can't respect his career. I think he has a tremendous uh, pedigree, and yeah. uh, it's just I, I for me. I don't see him as I see him as you know as the head of, of Muay Thai, right? The most recognizable face of Muay Thai, and I'm the most recognizable recognizable face of Litwe. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of I feel like we're kind of settling millennia old feud of Burma against uh, you know Thailand, and for wow. me it's historic. Uh, it's massive, yeah. It's it's yeah. massive because and it's nothing you know. It's it's important to for me to, to talk about this because without taking away nothing about uh, to the to Thai people, they were fucking lucky to have a green light while Myanmar was in uh, sanctioned by the US, you know, sanctioned by the entire world, was under military rule. So now they were just like fucking in in, uh, in, the, in, the, in the shadow. They were not yeah. able to leave the country. I was not able to, able to visit. And right? that's partly why I went to Thailand at first because the visa was too hard to get. So mm-hmm. now it's democratic. Now, you know, Chris, Joe, you can come, uh, you know, get you a visa. It's done in, in 24 hours. That's like boom, mind blowing. So now, yeah, now my, my job and the job of all the other liquid fighters is to like, you know, show. Look, if if the role were inversed, and that's a massive point. If the roles were inversed, back in the days, would have liquid gyms around the world. Would have the bunch of the uh, UFC, Bellator guys instead of repping BJJ and Muay Thai, it would be BJJ wrestling and Litway. Uh, you know, meaning like that's what it's. it's Gonna co- it's gonna go back to that eventually because head pressure in MMA is crucial. Takedowns is crucial. I feel I feel like fighting, you know, the lumpy style, which is great. It's a beautiful to see, you know, fighting on your on on your back leg like this. But it's not realistic for MMA. So I feel like Litway is the most uh, the most uh, efficient striking art for MMA, and that's uh, we're gonna see that. I already see some guys are doing the Likamun. Uh, my my brother Anla. He's the he's the he's double, double champ at one FC. He's uh, oh. he's Burmese, and uh, before his fight, he does the Likamun right before the fight. So it's it's cool to see it trans- transcend the sport. Bro, when they open up the beaches over here in Florida, I'm gonna be doing that on the beach. My bro. man, you have to film this, and I'll, I'll I will, <laughs> dude. I will totally film it. I promise you. <laughs> 
So speaking of Thailand, and I'm glad you brought up Thailand because it was something that I that I heard, and I wanted to get it from you. Prison fights. Mm. <laughs> That's real. That, that was insane. Wow. That was fucked up. That was fucked up. And so, can, can you let the viewers know exactly what prison fights is in Thailand? Okay. What do you know about it? Do you know the the, the from the, the, yeah, yeah? From my understanding, is they let prisoners fight each other, and the winner gets time off their sentence. Okay, it's not far from it. So okay. it was uh, guys in, in uh, that had like either nonviolent or violent crimes. Um, one uh, so like murders, rape, you know, drug trafficking, and uh, basically they invite guys that are like. You know, rising, rising in the, in the sport, or you know, they, they, I I just messaged them and eventually I got in. Uh, but basically, the, the 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 prison fight is in partnership with the Thai Correctional Department of you know prison in in the country, and they invite foreigners, not Thais. They invite foreigners to fight inside the prison against inmates that were pre previously fighters. You know, and and uh, if the prisoner wins, they get sentence reduction. <laughs> so. Uh, it's fucked up, yeah. And if if you the only thing you win as a foreigner, you win like maybe a bit of money or but it's mostly pride. I did it for free. <laughs> you did it for free. <laughs> I paid actually not for free. It cost me three grand. I went from my plane ticket, my hotel. My I just did it because I knew that was like a a, a loss saver, right? It's gonna put me on the map, and uh, it did. So. Wow. Um, so so like, yeah, the the guy was the guy was I was fighting was there for uh, twelve years for for uh, methamphetamine trafficking. So meth, okay. and he was pri pri previously fighting in uh, Rajamandan, like a stadium in Thailand. Mm -hmm. He was fighting for many years, but then did some. Uh, he wanted the easy money, and he did some some shit. So he went to prison, and uh, I, um, yeah, I, I I beat him up, and uh, he, he was he was one of the few that didn't win. Like out of ten fights, only two. Two in two um, inmate lost, which was my guy. So wow, yeah, it was pretty badass. <laughs> Holy cow! So how did you like? So when you moved to Thailand, you you heard about this, or did you know about this prior to going to Thailand? So you know, I watched a device documentary on YouTube, and okay. I they, they had one on. Did uh, it was very it was viral, like Vice uh, Prison Fight, and I was like, "Holy shit, that's fucking cool! I want to do this." And um, I start, you know, I just fight. I didn't know how I was going to get in. So I, I started like fighting and I, racking up the wins. And then I, I see like this Estonian guy, Russian guy, uh, he's the promoter. So I message him and it was, it was not easy. And uh, back and forth, finally got in, uh, almost canceled on me. I said, no, man, I'm here already. I already paid for my stuff. Like, let me in. And I'm glad I did because since 2014, they didn't do another event. So that was the last one so wow. far. And um, so, yeah, we're, I'm going it, to – it was it insane. You go inside, there's 800 inmates, and they look at you like they want to stab you. And uh, you, go in, you go inside the, the metal door, the massive, like, iron door. You go inside, and then you're alone in the prison. You don't have your cell phone. They take away everything. You're away with your friend, and you're, you need to go get ready, go, uh, go put your gloves on, and go fight. That was a Muay Thai fight, right? And, uh, but I'm, this is crucial in my Litwa journey because if I didn't fight this fight, I would not have the contact because years later, uh, when I was like, okay, I want to go, I want to get a fight. I called the promoter and the prison fight promoter, right? I said, uh, so, uh, can you get me a fight? I know you have a lot of contacts. He's like, well, I don't, I don't promote Muay Thai anymore. I promote Lit Wait. I'm like, what? Are you serious? That's my dream to fight Lit Wait, right? Says, oh, well, if you want, we have a fight for you. Uh, nobody wants to fight him uh, and you're going to fight, uh, 
Tutu in, in, in Myanmar. He's 36 and 0, undefeated in Lithuanian rules. And uh, like, Tutu. Like, yeah, Tutu. So I said, sign me up. Let's fucking do this. And uh, the rest is history. So wow. it was because of that prison fight promoter that I, I, I got in. Otherwise, I, I, I would probably not get a Lithuanian fight that easily. Wow. After. wow. It's so crazy. Like, you know, I talk to a lot of people and I, and I love hearing people's success stories, you know, how they got to where they got, man. I got to tell you, yours. It's like on uh, up there on the top, man. That's pretty crazy, man. You get in a prison fight, and now you got your opportunity of a lifetime, and here you are. Holy yeah, gosh. the thing is, you know, like even people that you know, I was fighting Muay Thai, I was making two hundred dollars a month, probably two hundred dollars a fight. That was disgusting, right? So I was like, yeah. "Fuck, how can I get a better life?" And I, at the time, I just met my wife, and uh, she, uh, you know, she's Russian. She likes nice things, and uh, I wanted to give her a good life. And like. <laughs> And I, she's like, how we're going to live? How we're going to have kids or have a family on $200 a month, right? And and that's a that was a big hit to my ego, my manhood, right? So I'm like, I don't know how, but I'll, I'll make it happen. So I ring up my prison fight promoter and like, you know, get me in. And and uh, yeah, it, it was... Uh, that, so that's like 200 a month in Thailand? That was $200 US, like a fight, I think. That's how... Okay. And, uh, that's the average, like maybe 500 bucks, maybe you get uh, yeah. maybe a thousand if you fight like... Uh, uh, a big name but like you don't make like there's not a lot of big money to be made in in uh, in, uh, in fights like you have to really live as like uh, modestly right if you want to get you make a thousand there you can live modestly but you don't you don't live the, the life and that's that's what some of the guys are starting to realize and that's a good th maybe a lot of your people ask you that it's like how much is the like uh, if you want to you want to start fighting that way? How much can people expect, right? Mm -hmm. So one of my guy fought Sanchai and in in a uh, Thai fight, right? You know Thai fight in, in Thailand. It's like a it's like the biggest promotion. Uh, okay. It's like in, in Muay Thai, and I think he got a thousand bucks to fight Sanchai, who's the biggest name uh, with Buck Elder, the two biggest names in in, in Muay Thai. Okay. And then I, I I like his style, so I I get him a fight in a festival. Two hours, three hours outside of the city, non televised. It was a free event. It was only, you know, like it was very, it was very raw and uh, no TV, no nothing. And I got him like four grand. And uh, it was his first liquid fight. So he, he fights the biggest name in Muay Thai, gets a thousand bucks on national TV in Thailand, or gets four grand fighting a, like a, uh, you know, a, a good guy. But I mean, it was not televised. It was nothing and, and not even in a promotion. So that's, that's I'll take a thousand. Yeah, right, and uh, and he did a good fight. So, yeah, there's uh, there's there's uh, there's less mouth to feed like in, in Myanmar. So there's 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 uh, you know they, they pick and choose the, the the fighters from you know if you have a good if you're fighting in in uh, kickboxing and fighting in Muay Thai, they're gonna pick you and you can make more money there than you would fight in, in Muay Thai. So that's that's exciting for for the the, the future. They have deep pockets. They have deep pockets. Those guys, uh, a lot of gold, a lot of gems in Myanmar. So they don't care. They just want. Honestly, it's a fucking ego trip. Like Trump going for president, right? You once you have the money, you want the power. And like a lot of the promoters in Lithuania, they have the money already. They want the now. Power. They want. They want the power. Look, I I organized the biggest event. I look, I organized the biggest. Look, I you know. So it's it's part of it's part of the the idea yeah it's like a social status thing yeah that's pretty interesting so power is is i mean actually i have so my cousin um has a cbd oil business and they they actually broke ground in thailand oh really uh, so they're, yeah they're they got like 36 acres of land out there and yeah. uh i gotta ask them where in thailand i'll find out for you yeah. um nice. they, there's 
yeah, there's a university that uh, also donated land to them to to do oh. all this building and stuff. So, uh, but so weed it, it, CBD is becoming legal there. Uh yeah. Interesting. Yeah. It used to yeah. be. Like, is it still illegal, like to smoke? So the way the way my cousin was explaining it to me, and I'm just gonna paraphrase, um, but basically, you need like five separate licenses in Thailand uh, in order to operate a, a CBD business there which is having the land you know have the ability to do distribution the labs the the labeling the testing all that you need all these different licenses but you, you also have to kind of have a connection with their government there so you can't you know just say uh, you know it's not like here I'm just gonna you know sign some documents open up a business call it a day yeah. it's much different there so only like certain businesses or certain companies are allowed to actually you know grow their okay. proper and then you know sell so yeah. uh yeah they were very they were very fortunate so they did a lot of business here but it was funny we say that the status thing because that's what yeah. my cousin was telling me you know status is a is a big yeah. deal there in thailand yeah big time and it's funny you talk about cbd because i never smoked in my life i never tried and uh i started using cbd oil recently and and it's like a life-changing thing right and uh, like before sleeping it removes my inflammation and uh, so I see. I see you guys promote uh, promote it, so I suggest everybody to go get it because it's it's especially if you're training hard. It doesn't have to be fighting, but just training hard. It's it changes my recuperation. Yeah, it's my, uh, my recovery. I'm French, right? I, I have an accent. <laughs> hey man, I'm from Brooklyn. I got an accent too. So. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're sure you do. <laughs> so Dave, uh, did you you ever try the edibles, the CBD edibles? No, I need to. I need to try that. I, I hop love on that. Hop on that train, bro, because I actually just started eating the CBD edibles, man, and it just. Different. I just feel like it, 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 the edibles kind of like give you more like your your whole. You just feel it through your whole body. You okay. know, even though there's no THC in it, you still feel that relaxed state from, I guess, from like the hemp plant. Yeah. And it's just great, man. I pop them at night, these little sour uh, worm gummies. And right. dude, I'm, within okay. a half an hour, I'm flying. Which one do you recommend? Um, the one uh, my my dad got me one, I would say my cousin's company, Hemp Boca. They, they, theirs are really good. Okay. And uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll send you the link. So if you want to yeah. order any, I'll see if he'll send you some, some stuff. Nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that was the we're talking about like yeah the, the there's a there's actually more like wealth in Asia like you know like the <laughs> so how do you feel going there is knowing they can throw headbutts in your face that's gonna be yeah that that's one of the things uh, like you know when you go in it's like I said that a lot like b before you go to the ring it's like going bungee jumping have you tried bungee jumping I've jumped out of an airplane okay well you know before you go you're like fuck like your body your body's trying to stop you from going outside of the airplanes like don't jump right or don't do the no no because it's it's anti it's not natural and fear is is a big part of my 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 uh, preparation because i i embrace it i don't shy away from it like i i know like okay the guy not only wants to hurt you but he wants to hurt you without any gloves he wants to hurt you with with headbutts in the clinch he wants to so he's like I really feel like uh, I feel like a real threat, you know. And I I, I want to protect my wife. I want to I want to I want to keep my uh, my status because you, if you you know if you, if the challenger gets you, he get he goes away with all your status, your 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 income, your all. So it's it's like uh, it's a big fucking mental warfare. You're fighting <laughs> so, for a lot more than just a, a fight, you know. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. You know, there's a bunch of young lions, uh, like I say, like that come that want to get you. But um, yeah. Yes, that's a that's a good question.
I got I got some more too for you, uh, Kevin Smith. What does Dave think of BKFC? Would he ever fight in the squared circle, bare knuckle? Okay, so the BKFC is the one in the states, right? There's one in the in, the, in the Europe as well. There's BKB there, uh, bare knuckle fighting championships, the big the big one in uh, in the United States. That's yeah, it. yeah. I heard of it. I love the fights. I see what the I see what the the show they put on. Good production, um, you know. Good, uh, you know. Everything it looks it looks cool. You know, it doesn't look. Uh, uh, I don't know. It doesn't look cheap. You know, it looks very well done show. So really? I'm proud of them. Uh, as far as uh, fighting there, like for me, my, my passion is to fight with all the limbs. Like uh, I love uh, I love to kick. I love to to elbows. I love to uh, to knee it. You know, grab the back of the head and pull the head down and get the good knee in the in the, in the face. So that's a big part of my fighting my, my fighting game. And uh, um, I'm I actually uh, I don't is he is he uh, part of the organization or is he just a fan? Uh, Kevin Smith, yeah, he's a part of the organization. Okay, so sorry, I didn't know, but uh, basically, no. Um, I uh, I've been I've been a lot of people ask me these these things, but I'd be more interested into uh, you know doing a return in MMA and then uh, and and like keep my full striking because what I like about Latoya is that all the striking is uh, is as allowed, so I don't have any I don't have any restrictions on this apart from you know the ground and pound and everything. So if I would do uh, another discipline, I would probably probably uh, Good to MMA. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So like but MMA. I really love it, and I'm a big supporter. And if I ever go in the states, and I, there's a show, uh, you guys have hooked me up with a uh, with with uh, good seats. I, I I love the heart. The guys are fighting, and there there's blood. Uh, I saw one of the videos the other day, and uh, I think it was you guys posting it. It was a good punch, and the blood splashed on the on the on the screen. That was fucking cool. Yeah, was, blood went on the on the lens. So I was like, okay, that that's cool. So. Uh, Big shout out to, to, to the guys uh, organizing and the guys fighting in there. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, Abby Velasquez and Dat Nguyen. They were uh, yeah, – so I, I was there live. Uh, okay. and it was unbelievable. Man. And the guy with the camera was right at the right spot at the right time, got the blood on his lens. But, you know, me, I feel like if I would do this, I would I would have, like, bad reflexes, do a big elbow, and after a hook, right, after a hook, you do an elbow, or, or I'm in – I mean, I do an uppercut, then I land my headbutt, so I, I feel I would get disqualified. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got some, I got some more too. Actually, it's a good one. Uh, Sheena's got another good one too. Um, speaking with that athletic commissioners with the legalization of the sport you compete in, many are all for it, but don't want the headbutts included. Do you feel as a competitor, the sport would be in the United States uh, different if headbutts were taken out of question? Not a great question. So I made a lot of statements that like. It doesn't matter if Latoya is legalized everywhere. Like even MMA was not until recently in France, for example. And even Muay Thai, they have to fight with uh, elbow pads, right? So yeah. I don't expect Latoya to be legal everywhere. And it's a, the the goal is to uh, to be able to train it everywhere. So I'm I'm working on uh, you know my my uh, my affiliation. I have four gyms around the world: one in Iceland, New York, uh, Austin, Texas, and Los Angeles. So we're starting to build the affiliated schools uh, with my curriculum of Lidway. And as long as the guys can train it, they can go fight in Myanmar, they can go fight in Japan, they can go fight uh, for the WLC, you know, so there's a lot of opportunities for them. I mean, for, for, for again, for medical boxing, for Lidway, we, we can't expect all the, the, the provinces, the states around the world to legalize it, the countries to legalize it. So mm -hmm. um, I can, I'm already just, I'm already happy that there's been Lidway shows in like Slovakia, in uh, Singapore, Taiwan, uh, Tokyo, Japan, so it's already it's already doing very well. So, if if some states are more permissive, well, they're going to benefit from uh, 
from good tourism. They're going to benefit from uh, income. So it's 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 our it's an advantage to allow it because why not? I don't I don't I actually don't see why even outlaw any fighting sport if the guys are consensual, they're training for it, they're professionals, and they're testing. So what's what's mm -hmm. what's, the, what's the big deal, right? So in Canada, uh, like. Um, You, you can't fight full-on striking, but you can you can fight MMA, right? You, so there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of things that annoys me, and that's why I, I, got, I became a, an expat. <laughs> <laughs> Now speaking of the United States, uh, previously I heard that there, there's a possibility Miami. Yeah, yeah, they they want to do it in a like a notorious uh, like a cool spot, right? We can do it in the middle of the states. Not to get, not to take anything away from any other states, but I feel like the hubs like New York, uh, you know, Florida, uh, California. I don't know what's the rules, uh, so it would be it would be more uh, glamorous to do it there, you know. And so I, I personally love Miami and 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 Florida or anywhere else, Tampa. I don't know, but like let's fucking make it happen. I know the WLC is working hard at it, and uh, and guess who's gonna be on the fucking main event? That's right, the King <laughs> the Duke, baby. The Duke. That's right, man. And I will be there, man. If that shit goes down in Miami, bro, you bet your ass that we'll be I'll, there. I hope you guys up for sure. I'll, I'll take care of you guys. And we, it's going to be historical, right? Because it's a 2,000-year-old sport, only been, you know, practiced and fought in Asia. And now we're, that's, that's a big leap. That's a massive, massive thing. I know a bunch of Canadians already, like radio stations already planning. Like uh, they told me we're going to do contests. We're going to drive. We're going to fly a plane there. Like, uh, So whatever it is, there's going to be a lot of a lot of uh, action. Oh, dude, it's going to be like a, a Dwayne Johnson movie. That's what it sounds <laughs> like to me, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I got this one too. Kevin Smith actually has a really this. Uh, this is interesting. I think you'd like this. How would my gym, the Smith Brothers Combat Sports, be able to teach your curriculum and become an official training center in Tampa? That's a great question. Um, so basically, I'm doing. A, I'm, I already did a, a few. Uh, U.S. tour. I did a full U.S. tour and a few uh, world, two world tours. Um, mm -hmm. I uh, and right now I kind of started the blueprint of my affiliate. So if you see my shirt, I don't know if you see, but yeah, uh, so uh, there's the the logo is two double L's, the the way. And basically we have, um, and I don't want to brag, but uh, when I when I did a seminar, uh, when I do a seminar and uh, people are uh, really liking it, and they 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 uh, obviously they. I, 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 let's say let's say it's just because of the sport is cool. Let's not do it because the, the the guy giving it is amazing. But, <laughs> but every time like me, bro, me you get a <laughs> No, but let's fuck. My coach always told me. Shout out to my coach. He said, "Being humble sucks." Well, it's, you know, but basically, I did the seminars and uh, a, a bunch of them asked, you know, how can we represent your your uh, your your brand and your your curriculum? And uh, I had to to put a hold on that because it was it was very hard to control, like. You know, to, to expand very fast, mm -hmm. and uh, so I, I uh, had a few people that I get along with, in, uh, in one in Manhattan, New York, Anderson Martial Art, and uh, uh, you know uh, we we started there, and then we have in Texas as well, a South Austin gym, and then in, in uh, California and in, in Los Angeles we have Elite Training Center, and in Reykjavik, Iceland, I have uh, uh, Iceland Combat Arts. So those four gyms right now are just they reserve their territory. And when it's gonna when it's gonna be like okay I'm ready to 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 worldwide expansion, um, I'm on I'm I'm attacking uh, I'm aiming to the number of the Gracie Gracie Jiu Jitsu has maybe I think 200 schools 200 affiliated schools around the world huge yeah. huge yeah so I want to beat that and uh, 
because they're, they're you know they have a, a grappling curriculum so uh, now we're going to beat them with the, the Lithuanian curriculum which in not in only my opinion but in many people's opinion it's the most complete uh, striking art so uh, to answer kevin's question i'd be uh, i'd be happy to go uh, you know give a seminar get along you know get to know each other and, and maybe in the future we can we can work that out but it, it's going to happen because seeing what you know you guys know it's seeing what we see about about the, the world be, right now, everything's going online right so um i want i want people to be able to to have access to to litway at the have a, at a simple click and the the fucking crazy thing about litway is there's nothing written everything is worked them out from generation to generation wow. even in burmese language it's like extremely rare to find a piece of paper with techniques on it so i'm in the process of you know perfecting the entire curriculum with my with the stuff that I like to do, and I, I successfully did in fights, so um, uh, yeah, it's, that's why I, you know it's it's Leduc, Leduc, my my style. Because the yeah, Bur- yeah. and again, but a lot of the Burmese guys, and I, re- I really respect the shit out of the way they fight. They they go in the pocket and they swing it out a bit like you know in KFC, and it, it, it's fucking great. Uh, there's a lot of you know cuts, and there's a lot of uh, it, it, in the in the Burmese side, it goes down. It, it kind of gives. Um, short careers in a way you know you you're you're scar tissue in the face and everything so when i came in i uh, i wanted to make sure that i you know can you know control the fight control the pace of the fight so i use my push kicks i use my my um, my elbows more than you know the burmese guys a lot use a lot of their hands mm-hmm. sometimes you have broken hands i don't know if you have did it happen in dkfc some guys with broken hands for sure quite a few yeah quite a few like we were talking about earlier you know when that guy drops his head and, and your and your fist hits it you know for sure it's a break yeah. man and even like you know, wrong spot at wrong time. So, uh, like I said, massive respect to the guys. Probably we're, we're maybe going to see some of the guys uh, one day if you know uh, crossing over to maybe get a Litwick fight. Who knows? Dude, these guys, these guys are girls that fight bare knuckle. No disrespect to any combat sport, but I just personally know a lot of the bare knuckle fighters. And it's a big heart. They're down, man. They're down to yeah. fight. Chase yeah. Sherman actually just had a win last night uh, at the UFC fight pass. Who? Uh, Chase Sherman, the Vanilla anyway. Gorilla, bro. He uh, he was the opening fight. He he's the former heavyweight champ in bare knuckle. He lost the title to Joey Beltran about six months ago or so. Uh, and now he just took a, another fight. I think he had like a two or three year hiatus from UFC, yeah. and he won the fight last night. So yeah, these, these guys, the girls are down, bro. They're they're right. just ready to scrap. Amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah. looking yeah. good. Well, I got a, I got a few we're, questions we're, we're, for the king. What did you say? I got a few questions for the king. Let's do it. We're gonna do five questions. I'm gonna say a name. Just give a couple, uh, couple word definition or how you feel about this person or whatnot. Okay. All right. <laughs> what are you gonna do here? What are you gonna do? You know what I'm gonna do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Mike Tyson. Okay. Um, beast. Um, I re- I really uh, I think he was uh, again. You, you can see from that you don't have to be taller and and you know because he was sometimes shorter than some of the guys. And uh, he reminds me, uh, actually, one of my uh, uh, of my opponents. I uh, admit that I fought many times. You know, very like a bull goes inside and goes and with the, just that he was not able to do headbutts like Tintin Min. But yeah. uh, love uh, love his career, respect him. I kind of hope he doesn't fight again because you know leave your legacy intact. But uh, whatever he feels like doing, um, respect to him. That's right. Okay. The second one, Conor McGregor. Um, definitely. Uh, did a lasting impression on MMA, so we have to respect that uh, very well. And uh, yeah, um, 
for me, the, the, the defining moment was when he, he did that fast KO against Aldo. So uh, I really, uh, I think that was that was needed for him to, to you know, solidify his, his brand. So good for him. I, honestly, I, I, I just, I wish, because I like to be provocative as well, right? Like I don't mind uh, speaking my mind. I just wish that we didn't, you know, you don't, I guess, I don't know why. I, I wish you didn't have to be in trouble with the law. That's the only thing. I don't like, I don't like that, like, you know, you can be provocative. You can do cool things and and shock the world, maybe without getting uh, hurting other people, especially old gentlemen. Uh, you know, but uh, I guess at one point, sometimes some substance can go to your. I don't know. I, I don't drink personally, so I can't tell. And I don't drink anymore. Uh, but you know, uh, if we talk about the fighting part, I respect him as a fighter. I just uh, hopefully he gets out of. He doesn't get into trouble too much. <laughs> Right. All right. We got three more. Master Kung Lee. Kung Lee. Uh, well, he's uh, he's been. Uh, uh, you know, I don't believe in idolizing anybody because I believe that everybody is human and everybody goes to the toilet and does uh, diarrhea. Like everybody's fucking normal, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. so I'm. When people ask me, you know, uh, who's your idol? I, I don't have any. I'm. I. I love me, and I want to be the best version of myself. But I, I can say that Kung Lee was the was the. Um, I was looking at his clips. I was watching his videos, and I, I really think uh, he he um, he made me want to, to to perfect all the throws because I, I think he's one of the of the greats to ever do all these sweeps and all these takedowns. So uh, uh, he really a, a true master of, of of the of the craft. And uh, you know, shout out to you, Kung, uh, and I really uh, really really great career. I saw when I was there. I saw, I saw his belt, the strike for his belt, and uh, yeah. that was that was a cool piece of memorabilia. Right, middleweight, one eighty-five middleweight. See that one again. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Uh, okay, we got two more. Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee. Uh, well, he's part of kind of my lineage because my my sifu. Uh, you know, I started in Sanda as well. So uh, actually, before even knowing uh, Kung Lee. The, uh, they actually invited him for seminars at my in Canada, so I, I wasn't there. I didn't. Uh, but basically, we were part of a kung fu lineage, and uh, my my the coach of my coach was trained by one of the students of, of Bruce Lee, uh, James DeMiles, and um, and basically. So I have to, I have to, uh, to respect. I just, I just uh, feel like it would have been nice to see him fight uh, professionally, but I think at the time it wasn't available as much as now. Um, I'm sure he would have done well. So I, I, res- I really like the way he would. I think he was the, and again, maybe I can retract what I said. You don't have to be the greatest fighter to be the best coach as well. So he had a, a very massive, great philosophies of the. So uh, he, he kind of fast uh, forged the the way we fight nowadays, right? With the five ways of attack, you know, a simple indirect attack. Uh, you have to uh, program the brain. So, uh, yeah, he has a lot of concept that I really love. And, uh, yeah. Very good. Last one. Good long, John... long answers, huh? No, I love it. It's good. <laughs> no, that's it's the way great. to go, man. <laughs> it's great. The last one, John Bones Jones. Ooh. So, uh, John, he really uh, – I, I think he has one of the, the most uh, great – one of the – if not the best the – best pedigree in MMA, right? So it's, it's amazing what he's done in, in light heavyweight. Um, I, uh, we kind of, kind of had some back and forths on, on, on social media because he, he liked, uh, he liked a bunch of my, uh, my videos. And so, uh, and he, he, he's a good guy, you know, I can see he's like, ah, oh. because I said some posts, I said, uh, I want to, um, 
who wants it, right? Who wants it? Whatever. He's like, they're not me, especially not on the feet, you know. And we know that John is a great striker as well. So yeah. it was kind of, it, it's kind of funny. And I can see he's humble as well. So he doesn't, you know, that he, when, when you have nothing to prove, uh, you, you you don't feel the need to uh, to put down anybody. And so uh, I, I, since that day, I, I respect him because he showed me some love. So uh, I, uh, yeah, and I wish him only the best. I, I don't know if the heavyweight fight's going to happen, but. Uh, if it does, I think he's way faster. He's way more efficient than you know. And I guess he wanted to get a catch weight at two twenty, mm. uh, an exhibition heavyweight match. Okay. Then Nagano, I guess. Yeah, That's... but you know, speed is, speed is way more important than power. Like I'm not the biggest yeah. guy in the world. I'm 180 pounds, right? And uh, you know, uh, Bass Bass said that, that uh, I, I fucked. I, I broke. I broke his pad. I I I actually ripped his pad. And he said, well, man, that was the, the strongest elbows you ever felt in my life. I'm like, thank you. But, you know, you don't have to have, like, extreme amount of weights to be efficient in fighting. And I think <laughs> at light heavyweight or maybe even at, you know, 180 to light heavyweight, whatever, I feel like you, you have the strength to compete against high, bigger opponents. And you also have a bigger, a better chance of lasting longer because you have less weight, you know. So I think that that, that weight class uh, and, you know, my, my, my weight class is, like, it's made for fighting because uh, too too light. Maybe you're 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 not as powerful. You're not as strong. You can't wrestle as much. Mm-hmm. Too heavy. You get exhausted faster. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Right. I, I got yeah. a quick, quick last question. Sorry, 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 Joe. I know we're running a little late, but how would you fare versus uh, John Jones uh, stand up? Stand up versus uh, Bones. That's yeah. a good question. I'm actually like I said, I'm training with the boys right now, and and uh, so I'm I'm working on my wrestling. I always had my first love was grappling, so uh, I did a lot of competition in grappling back in the days, and and I just had to 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 work on my in between, right? The uh, the scrambling, the on the way down, and stuff like that. So um, so that part I'm working on, uh, and uh, but striking wise, like I think the best answer I could ever come up with was uh, comes from my actually my sifu, because one of his of his training partner, his brother-in-law, he. Uh, they used to have a school together in Canada, right? They, they open up a, a Kung Fu school in Canada. And I asked him, you know, who, who would have won between you and, and, and Stefan, right? And who would have won between the two? And he's like, Dave, that's a good question. I, I don't know. I just know that it would be a fucking war. It would be a bloodbath. And uh, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So, you know, it would, be, it would be ugly. He said it would be ugly. So, again, uh, two professional guys uh, in striking. I know that would be an ugly fight. It would be. There would be. Uh, it would be blood. And uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know the answer. But I, I am. I know that I'm confident. And uh, I, I don't. I don't. Uh, in order to fight any sport, I think you have to. You have to be confident in who you are and what you can bring to the table. Otherwise, you, you should get the fuck out of here because you're not at the right place. You have That's to. Right. You have to believe you're the best. Otherwise, you're 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 already lost. And you are the best. Thank you. You guys are the best. The, the king, best. baby. The king. By the way, I want Thank to you say so you, guys, you guys are really the best at reporting MMA. I I, uh, I showed my wife. Uh, she's like, oh, what's your what's your podcast you're going to do tonight? I started with Joe and Chris, and uh, I showed them your page. And fuck, 10,000 posts. You guys are amazing. Holy shit. I'm busy. Like, I don't Very know how busy. you do this, but uh, you keep, keep killing it because you're, you're, the, you're the authority in MMA for me. Thank you, King. And, wow, and not only so MMA, but any any sport. And now Lithway. So uh, yeah, we're big fans. Are, oh, yeah. oh, last thing I, I got, Joe. Uh, uh, Smith Brothers Combat Sports, um, MMA Uncensored, is going to be a part of that gym. Um, yeah. We're going to have our own office there. Um, right. So when and if you do come to see me and Kevin Smith, 
we'll be there too to see you. And yeah. I, I look forward tell to meeting you I, one day. That's amazing. Tell them I, I'm more than happy to. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the the best way to to see if you know it fits in the gym and see if, if the I know it does. Yeah. But the, the best way to you know would be to do a, a first a historical seminar because I've never done a Litwe seminar in Florida, so that would be yeah. the first in the state. And I've been kind of racking up these. Uh, these seminar, you know, the first in the state of New York, the first in the state of Indiana, the first in the state of, of California. So uh, if, you know, if he wants to host the first Lithuanian seminar in the state of Florida, well, it's in the pocket. Okay. <laughs> and we'll talk. Awesome, <laughs> Thank man. Thank you, King. Right. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. And uh, Dave, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. We're, we're, uh, when we have more, more things, when, when shit – it starts again, right? We can, we can, uh, yeah. wonder, maybe the date for the real scene and the little okay. states, we can talk more in the future. Yeah, let's do that. That'd be Definitely. great. All right. It's been a Have pleasure. A Thank you, sir. Thank you. Show me your, show me your lick and win, guys, that we finish on this. <laughs> left hand, right? So, so. For people at home, you put your left hand under your right armpit. Right, we go, right. right. So, left, let's see. I'm gonna, right now, so I can't I show you. I can't get that. I'm doing it. <laughs> So you put your left hand here, then your right hand like a cup, right? And then you smash your shoulder, the hole here, your your, okay. your elbow Got three it. times. And then basically that's like an invitation to fight. you like, let's fucking do this. You do this to fight, okay? One, two, three. Woo! Dude, my awesome. arm hurt from you doing it. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, Thanks, man. Dave. Thank you, Dave. Appreciate Bye, you, brother. Peace. The King. That was a blast. The King, man. Um, <laughs> what a great guy. What a great dude to talk to, man. Whew. I want to get deeper into the prison fight. Yo, the prison fight is badass, man. Yeah. Oh, man, I can't. I mean, dudes are getting time off their sentence for this shit. That's yeah. crazy, bro. And he paid 3000 to get involved or whatever and won. And he won. And that, and that was his his basic his road to success. That's how he got that connection to get into uh, Lethway. Yeah. And that was his dream to fight Lethway. So unbelievable, man. Self-made. Self-made, Joe. Self-made. That's the way to do it. Like he said, he said a lot of good things. And the, my favorite thing that he said this entire podcast, and I thought the whole thing was interesting, was the fact that um, don't be like uh, – you want to be the black sheep. You don't want to be the, the regular sheep that are around. You know, People do right. things the way you're told to do things, and he's doing things totally differently. So exactly. that's how I live my life, man. Right. So God bless him. Great. I loved it. Him. So, and uh, speaking of success, we have our second hour guest here that's on deck. She's, uh, she's in the green room right now, and uh, she's ready to pop up. Playboy model, three-time all-star cheerleader, the one and only Holly Joanne, or Holly Joe. What's up, Holly? Hello. Uh, let's see. Oh, can you unmute your mic, please? Oh, I'm sorry. There we go. Perfect. <laughs> How are you doing there? Hello. I'm good. I'm good. How are you guys? Very good. Thank you. It's podcast night. We're doing yeah. awesome tonight. Podcast yeah, night. we're jamming. We're <laughs> <laughs> jamming. So we had a, a really uh, – by the way, this is Chris. He's the uh, CEO of MMA Uncensored. Nice to meet Hi, you. Chris. We've, we've nice DM'd a few times. Oh, I was, I was <laughs> telling her. I was telling her, Joe, on DM, she's the most polite, um, professional person we, we've, we've ever worked with. She's, she's real. I mean, yeah. she's... I'm real and I'm here. Yeah, available. <laughs> Live and in person. Wants to promote. I mean, shout 
Yeah, uh, we, well, it was kind of funny, funny story. Before we uh, went live today, uh, we had some tech issues that we were dealing with, which, you know, we got we got to always make sure technology is is on our side. So we uh, we worked very hard, and Holly, you were very professional, and and I'm glad that uh, you know we got everything taken yeah. care of. So I love I love technology, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so. You you have a, a very interesting life, you know, and uh, I follow you on Instagram, and you're very successful. And I really appreciate successful people, and that's why I, you know, we always reach out to people that are successful, that are doing their own thing, and you know, going against the green. And uh, you know, obviously, you know, you've been in Playboy, you've you've, you've been a, a three time All Star cheerleader, and that was at uh, UAC. Uh, what is that? University of CLA. No, unfortunately, not UCLA. Um, it's UCA. So, UCA. UCA. Yeah, it's Arkansas, right? No, no. It's um, it actually stands for the Universal Cheerleading Association of America, and okay. so it's a completely separate organization. Um, it's like not affiliated with any school or anything like that. It's a separate organization for um, like just cheerleading across the whole the whole state. So, oh, okay. nationwide. So. so how old were you when you first started cheerleading? I was in high school. So my freshman year of high school, I started. Um, at the time, we didn't. there wasn't really a cheerleading group for junior high at the time. So oh, some schools you know, have them, some schools don't. So I didn't get that privilege. But I uh, started when I was in high school. So go Warriors. Go <laughs> Warriors. Yeah. It was great. So that's where I got my start with cheerleading. And, you know, it's just one of those things that um, I was like, I, I, I was obviously good. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but um, uh, it was it was something that I had a passion for because it's it's just I really love dance and I really liked, um, you know, like the movement and, um, you know, dancing to eight count dances and just performing and it kind of encompassed everything that I that I grew up doing and loving. And so um, when I was, I cheered all through high school. So I did football, basketball, and wrestling cheerleading. Oh, wow. And then, yeah, so I did all three sports and um, all, three, all three were great. I do have to say, though, I did love football just because of the ambiance of being like on the field and everything. That was mm -hmm. awesome. Um, but I really liked wrestling cheerleading. And the reason why I really liked it was because you got to pound on the floor and you got to do these really awesome beats on, you know, just like the gymnasium floor. And it sounded so cool. And it, it was kind of like, like an acapella group sound, but it wasn't like with voices. It was with cheerleading and pound, like literally just using your hands and pounding on the floor. It was wow. really, it was really cool. So that was actually really fun, surprisingly. Yeah. But anyways, um, so I actually tried out for, um, well, actually, let me, let me take this a little bit back. So, so, yeah, um, so organization as a whole, so it's, it's kind of, I want to put this into perspective a little bit. So it's obviously not on the level of like MLB or baseball, but it, when I like talk about it, it, I can kind of like, it's, it's similar in a way where, you know, like, um, they take like the best baseball players from each team and then they end up, you know, on the, you know, the, the all-star game. All-star for the all-star game. Yeah. So it's similar to that where, 
Um, so schools around um, the country will actually show up at these events or the places that are holding these competitions and organi the organization is hosting these um, gatherings, so to speak. And so each school actually, um, uh, multiple girls from each school can try out or choose to try out for to make UCA and to make this organization um, to be an all-star, which I think now it's actually switched. Now I think it's called All-American, but basically same thing. Um, so you um, have only have a few days, you learn the whole routine, you have to compete individually. So you learn this whole dance routine. I think you have maybe a couple hours out of like three days to learn this whole uh, routine and whatnot. And yeah, so I did it every year. It was, you know, really nerve wracking. You're just lined up in front of this panel. You're lined up. It's like you and like, you know, a different girl from a school and a different girl from a school. And you're, you know, they rotate you out and they do lines and stuff like that. And then basically you're just sitting there performing solo and you're trying to make this team. And um, I was lucky enough to make three years in a row. So wow. something that's Amazing. really to me i don't have my medals with me but i have three medals that it's great that is it. amazing stuff and what it, what is really uh incredible to me is not the fact that you won you know you got these these three medals but the fact that you started cheerleading in high school a lot of kids start very very young and then they develop so that's right what yeah, made so you decide like all right you know what i'm just gonna try out for high school and see what happened like did you have any like gymnastic experience or anything like that uh, I, I actually don't have any gymnastic experience at all. I always wish that my mom put me in gymnastics and dance and stuff like that, but I wasn't in um, professional dance or um, anything like that. But it was something that my my sister and I would do growing up. We would always just, it, I don't know, like when you're kids, you know, you do a lot of crazy stuff. So we would, one of the things, we would just put dance routines together and have fun with it. So um yeah, so we just started there, and then it was just something that I wanted to do. So, and it's another—you don't need professional, or not professional, but um, even as a kid, like you don't—you don't need, you know, to attend dance to be, you know, in to make it somewhere in your life. Like you don't need—I sure. didn't have—I wasn't in dance. I, I didn't go to broadcasting dance. school. Yeah, I mean, you <laughs> you can still make it in the in, in whatever you want to achieve. You can still do it, um, even if you don't have a, a history of something or a background. As long as you're passionate and you're committed um, to whatever you want to do, you can you can achieve it, and you can you can go for it, and you can get it. So I agree with that a thousand percent. You could I couldn't have said it any better. That's perfectly said. So. Yeah. All right, so cool. We got the we got the cheerleading thing. Did you play any sports at all when you were a kid or anything like that? Uh, I actually, believe it or not, I played. Uh, well, I didn't actually play for very long, but I still I played a little basketball. Okay. Um, my dad had really high hopes for me, and he thought he thought that I would continue to play basketball for you know many years to come, but. Um, I forget what it was called. So there, like our school, our community school group in Portage, they had um, they they held these little competitions for young kids where you can go and that you can show up in. It was just strictly basketball. This one was strictly basketball related, and you know you can sit there and you can do. They have competitions where you can sit there and dribble between cones and okay. you know try to you know do a, a slam dunk or whatever it may be. So it's like um, a little camp to see how good you are. Basically, yeah. yeah. 
and I walked away with like a first place trophy. And my dad, <laughs> my dad was like, oh, she's going to be great. She's going to play basketball. It's going to be great. You know, but unfortunately, I, I did not actually continue playing basketball or any sport of like that. It was just um, I continued on the dance route and then the cheerleading route. Um, and that was that was really fun for me. I just I really like dancing. So um, that's why I ended up with cheerleading, because I, there's there's a difference between actual dance. Well, there's actually millions of different types of dance, but let's be real. But um, cheerleading dancing is so it's so pristine and it's very sharp and um, it's very much to the beat of the music. And that's something that I really like. Like you can just go out there and you can just kill a routine and you can just like power it out. And you just feel like so awesome at the end of it, even a halftime routine. Like it's just feels great. So I don't know. That's did, you see that, did you see that show on Netflix cheer? I haven't. No, I didn't even wait. There's a show. Oh, wait, I need I need to add this to my my Netflix binge list. Yes, I'm, like, I'm gonna hook you up right now since you're talking about cheerleading. So there's uh it's like a you know a reality show. It's based on these professional cheerleaders, these girls that go to ESPN and stuff, like and they they handpick certain families and they watch their travels, you know, how they get ready, how they prepare from you know, from home to packing up to training to traveling to getting there and doing the whole thing. So, yeah, uh, yeah it's called Cheer. It's on Netflix. So I think you would like it. I think I'm going to have to check it out. You have? <laughs> you talk about all this cheerleading. You must. Are you a three-time All-Star? I'll have a nostalgic moment. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, somebody that I know, their uh, daughter is like a – I forget her name. But um, – her she's super popular she's got like over a million followers on ig she's a professional cheerleader and um yeah she's she's on the show too so so pretty cool to see awesome yeah absolutely so all right so we got so we have we got childhood we got basketball didn't really work out too well but you were very good then we <laughs> transitioned to high school cheerleading and you're a three-time also so but and you got first place in best so it seems like you're a natural whatever you pick up you know, it seems like that's the trend that we have here. Yeah, not not on everything. I can't say that in everything, but <laughs> probably <laughs> just the stuff we're talking about. <laughs> well, that's the whole point, right? Overall, the other stuff that I was it was a tragic moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did um, so how did Playboy come about? Is that because of cheerleading and that transition, or what's that backstory about? Uh, it actually was completely separate from cheerleading. So. Um, I know everybody remembers the girl, uh, the show Girls Next Door. Yes. Okay, so I would actually watch that when I was in like high school, and you know I love you know Holly Bridget Kendra. You know I would always you know my parents weren't really on the supportive end of the whole Playboy thing, so I would wait until it came out on like DVD, and I was you know kind of scandalous. I would I would sit there and I would get the DVD at like you know family video or whatever it was. And then I would sit there and watch it. Actually, I watched it with my sister. We would sit there and watch it. And I became like a fan. And um, and then, you know, of course, over the years, um, towards the end of high school, it was just something that I really wanted to do. And it was like, I want to do, you know, one of the main three, you know, Playboy, Sports Illustrated, or Maxim. That was like my top three. And I'm like, you know, I want to do one of those three. And I just felt really strongly about it. And it wasn't like something that, you know, 
was like an epiphany one day, you know, like, oh, I want to be in Playboy. No, mm -hmm. um, it was just something that gradually gained, uh, gained my interest over the years in high school. And then by the end of high school, I was like, okay, I want to do one of the top three at least. So uh, fast forward into this was after, you know, cheerleading all-star and everything like that. This was, um, I was in, I was going, I was attending school actually in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And <laughs> um, I remember I was sitting in uh, the place that I lived at and I was just on my laptop and I'm just like, okay, like I am going to Google and like how to be a playmate, you know, like <laughs> how, how original, right? So and I, I can't even remember what thread or what website I had ended up coming on, but I think it was on some like message thread that mm -hmm. I, I mean, I was searching through like the depths of the internet. Like I was, I ended up on some random thread. I can't even tell you it was so long ago. Um, but I came across this information that somebody had posted. Maybe it was another, I can't remember if it was another like playmate or someone who, you know, uh, shoot or shot at the mansion or whatever. Um, but it was basically, you know, like the steps of like how you even get it, you know, how does that even become a thing? Right. And it was basically like, okay, well you need, you know, this information, you need your driver's license, a photo of it so that they know you're not under 18, you know, that's very important. And then you need, you know, you need to take photos of yourself, like in the nude. So you need like, you know, your headshot, you need your full frontal, full back, okay. um, and all you know, you take photos, and then you basically you know mail it to this address, which was um, uh, it was it was to the editor of uh, the uh, Studio West. Playboy oh Studio God! West. Wow, this guy is getting yeah. naked pictures all day. <laughs> naked pictures all day. But wow. I don't. I don't. This it's not how everybody makes it in Playboy. It was this was just one avenue is what I had discovered. Because mm -hmm. um, at the when I actually got to Playboy um, and I was in, I was getting my makeup and hair done before my shoot. I was speaking with, um, gosh, I can't remember her name. She was a Ford model, and she was, I think, she was, she's, she was really, um, she was older, and I think she said that she was Elvis Presley's like ex girlfriend or something. And I, I want to say her name was Lisa, but anyways, that's that's not important. Mm. Um, but she was saying to me that a lot of other people, they'll get into Playboy because they do like these contests that they hold and things like that, whether it's in person or on the you know internet or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she's like, the way that you did it was the way to go. You know, like basically you want to kind of just like force them to look at your face and, <laughs> and <laughs> you want to mail, you want to mail basically you in there because they're sitting there, they're going to sit there. It's so easy if you have like something online to just bypass and be like, oh, whatever, next, you know, next girl. Mm -hmm. But if you actually, I wrote a letter, I had my photos in there, I had mailed, I literally physically mailed this to Playboy. Wow. And that when they got it, they had to open it and read it and look at my photos and that. It's harder to get rid of that. What are they going to do? Burn it? So. <laughs> So apparently, apparently that worked because, um, so it, it actually happened really quickly. So I had mailed in, you know, the stuff, mm -hmm. uh, they got it. And then a week later, it was one week, they called me and I thought it was a fake phone call. And I, <laughs> I was like, I'm like, I'm like, this is a, this is a prank phone call. I'm like, there's no way this is Playboy calling me. They're Did like, you tell anybody that you were uh, applying to, to try to get into Playboy? 
I didn't tell a single soul that I, I sent a letter in. Oh, okay. I knew I sent this letter in except for myself. Wow. And um, so, I mean, obviously I mentioned it to, you know, once I got the phone call because I was more of like a, is this a legitimate phone call? And it was, I remember it was Stacy. Actually, I'm still in contact with her today, but it was Stacy. She's like, oh, hi, this is Stacy from, you know, uh, Playboy Enterprises. And we got your letter and we're really interested. We want to fly you out here, do shoot or whatever. And I'm just like, this is not a real phone call. <laughs> so, it, I mean, they apparently saw my stuff. They, you know, they were interested in, in me. So they... Um, after that phone call, they had emailed me a bunch of stuff, like an itinerary. They emailed me, you know, here's your flight information. You know, this is, here's the whole deal. You know, here's your shoot, your initial shoot date. Um, all the information that you'd ever want to know from, you know, Playboy, um, the, <laughs> all the rules of the mansion. I got everything emailed to me. It was just, it's so surprising, but, um, and even then, like, I, I was like, I'm very trusting in people. Like, I always see the good in people first. But um, I mean, that kind of a thing, I was like, and I'm like, is this not real? I'm like, is this email? I'm like, what if I was constantly looking for like the claws, like the fine print, <laughs> like, this isn't real. But it ended up being real. Um, so they, they, you know, had a driver pick me up at the airport. Um, oh, so you yeah. actually went to the mansion? I, yes, I was at the mansion. Correct. Oh, oh um, that's yeah. awesome. Oh my gosh. I have so many stories. <laughs> Tell me a story. Tell me a good one. Oh gosh. I don't. Oh, here's one. Okay. So, well, I mean, this is, I don't even know if this is a good story, but it's a story and nonetheless, that's but a, it's a story from the mansion. So it's gotta be good. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, whatever. I have so many stories, but this is just one of them that I think people will find interesting. Mm -hmm. But anybody who knows me knows that I like to eat food. I mean, you know, you always see those models that are, you know, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm starving or I, I have to fit into this size or I, you know, they're very like clean eating. And don't get me wrong. Like I support clean eating. I think it's healthy, you know, if you're trying to trim down or you just want to have a healthy body, like, yes, eating clean is good. Mm -hmm. But I'm from Wisconsin. Okay, we're the dairy state. Yeah, and the cheese heads, baby. Come on now. Cheese heads, yeah. But um, we eat here. So I'm used to eating, okay? And we eat, like, good food. Like, this is Midwestern food. Like, this is, you know, a thing. So it was funny because the day that I arrived, I think it was like mid afternoon and this driver, I was still, you know, like I was actually interviewing this driver to get information out of him because I was like, this situation is not, I'm like, I, I thought maybe I was going to be like sex traffic or something. And like, he was going to drive me off into some, you know, I was still very cautious about who I was getting in a vehicle with, which is good. But oh. <clears throat> Um, but he assured me, he was telling me stories of like people he drove and like, whatever. So I was like, okay, this is legitimate. And then I ended up at the mansion and I was like, holy crap. Okay. We're here. I'm like, this is the real thing now. So we're cool. So, so, um, it was like mid afternoon. It was like three, oh my God, it was probably like 3 PM. I don't know, something like that, but it was like late afternoon. And I went there. And so I met like all the butlers and the security guards and all the staffing there. 
And they were the same people on that, you know, you see on the e-show girls next door. And I was like, Oh my gosh, you know, like, you know, you feel like you know them, but really they have no idea who you are. It's like, <laughs> they're all, the butlers and the staff are all really nice. You know, they were all treated me very well. And so I got like, they gave me a tour of the grounds and the, of the mansion grounds and stuff when I got there. And it was so cool to see everything. And I mean, they, there's a legitimate zoo in the back, like, wow. and monkeys. I mean, there's peacocks that, you know, walk around the ground. They're beautiful. And there's just, there's just so many things going on. Actually, Another thing that was happening when I um, when I arrived there, the there was a bunch of girls undressing and they were getting in their bunny suit or costumes or whatever you want to call it, bunny suits, bunny costumes, bunny outfits, whatever. And they were filming um, a vodka commercial, which I ended up seeing way later. And I was like, oh yeah, you know, I was there when they were filming that. And um, so they were all all these girls that were already staying at the mansion were filming this at the time and. I thought it was so cool. I'm just like, oh my gosh, there's a real bunny costume. Like, this is so cool. You know? And um, so anyway, so I got the I got the full tour, you know. So they had wrapped up whatever shooting they were doing during that day. And we had sat down for dinner. Mm-hmm. And um, so there's like a separate dining, you know, room area. And uh, I mean, the mansion's beautiful. You know, it's very majestic and whatever. Mm-hmm. It's very old, but it's very beautiful. And so the butler staff, like in the kitchen, they're right off the dining room. And so like, like Hugh wasn't around at this time. So it was just us girls, like all the yeah. girls staying at the mansion, we all gathered around for like dinner. And um, so the, so basically how it works is uh, you can ask for anything that you want at the mansion. I mean, if you're a girl and you're staying there, you can ask for whatever you want and they will give it to you. Wow. So is that like a rule or is this, these are the type of girls that they recruit? Like they know these. No, it was, that was just like a flat across the board thing. And anything that you needed, they would get. And if you like, if you requested some sort of a food and um, the butlers or the staff in the kitchen didn't have it, they would actually go out in LA and they would find what you wanted and they would bring it back and like make it or cook it for you. <laughs> it was like a whole thing. This but is my kind of place. Also my kind of place. I was like, I could get used to that. I'm like, this is great. So, cool. <laughs> sorry. All my story is like the longest story ever. But um, anyways, so basically I'm at this table and I'm around these other girls and you know, whatever. And you know, we all start introducing ourselves and I, of course, you know, they go around the table and they're like, Oh, what do you want? And you know, all the, all the girls who are, have been at the mansion or whatever, they're all like, Oh, I want a salad or, Oh, I want, you know, spinach leaves with no dressing or whatever. And I'm I want sitting air. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm sitting there at, <laughs> um, so like, you know, the butler, like the main person is at the, at the head of the table asking everybody. I'm at the end over here in the corner. And so like, I'm one of the last people that orders and all these girls are ordering all this healthy stuff. And then, and then of course they come to me and then like, I'm like, you know what I could really go for? I'm like, I want a full bowl, like a huge bowl of penne pasta you know, put on the cheese. I want the sauce. I want the whole works. Like, I love it. my language now. 
I know, right? I love Italian food. So, <laughs> um, so anyways, like, and then all these girls were just kind of like giving me like the side eye, like, who is this girl? You know, she's coming out of the mansion. Like they're all eating like salad. Okay. Which I like salad too, but I mean, come on. I'm like, this is dinner. I'm at the mansion. I just got here. I had an awesome tour. Like, I'm like, I want a big bowl of pasta, like in my face. I'm like, get it in my belly. I want this pasta. So then, of course, all these girls are like staring at me like, who is this chick? <laughs> Where did this chick come from? And <laughs> it was just, when I think back on it, it's just freaking hilarious because just they were so shocked that, you know, after hearing, you know, because girls technically, you know, especially models or whatever, they all like, you kind of want to like fit in with the group. You know, like, so the girl who orders last is like, oh, well, I don't want to order something different because all these other girls are ordering salad. And I'm like, no, I want pasta. Like, you got some garlic bread on the side for that? Like, I need some carbs. I need right. all these things. So, so yeah, so that that's just one of the, the initial, the meetup. But, um, and then, of course, after everybody got their food, then, uh, then Hugh came in and then he started chatting with um, all of the new girls to introduce himself to all the new girls that arrived. And um, so he finally came around to me and, you know, and I'm like, oh, I'm Holly from Madison, you know, and then, you know, it was the joke because we all know Holly Madison, you know, she's beautiful, whatever. And she was his former girlfriend is Holly Madison. So it was kind of like a joke, like, oh, it's Holly. Cause she had just left the mansion when that I was actually smart of you to say that, even though it was true, because he's not going to forget <laughs> you. He didn't forget me. Let's just put it that way. So, <laughs> so anyway, so she had, she was his former girlfriend and she had just, uh, when actually, when I got to the mansion, I was hoping that I was going to run into, you know, Kendra, Bridget and Holly, because I was like, I was their fan. You know, I sat there and watched them on girls next door for how many years, and, but they weren't there. They had already left. Um, so it was a little bit unfortunate for me, but whatever, it's fine. So anyways, yeah, I was like, oh, you know, hi, Hugh, like I'm Holly from Madison, Wisconsin, you know, and then like, you know, he starts talking about himself. You know, Hugh is a really, I mean, you know, rest in peace, Hugh, you know, but like he was really a really nice guy and he was very respectable. I know there's a lot of stuff that's out there about, you know, girls, you know, saying all this crazy stuff about him and, you know, everyone has a different experience, but mm -hmm. my personal experience with Hugh, you know, he never treated me poorly. He was always very respectable. Um, like when we initially met up, he was, um, he, cause when I mentioned Madison, Wisconsin, so let's just rewind when he started the magazine. So he was actually in the army and he was in the Midwest area. So he was actually telling me he was in like Wisconsin, like, you know, because he was in the Illinois, Wisconsin area um, before he started the magazine. And he was telling me all about the, you know, his experience and everything like that. Because I basically brought, I brought him back, you know, I'm just like, oh, I'm from Madison. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Like I was there when I was in the army, you know, I was, you know, around Wisconsin before I started the magazine. You know, obviously everybody knows the, um, the mansion in, uh, in Illinois and stuff like that. And he started the actual magazine there at the original. That's right. I saw, I saw an old documentary on him and it was pretty cool is how he started out and that's right it was in illinois the, the whole magazine yeah. thing that's yeah, pretty cool so cool 
So yeah, I guess that that was sorry. That was like the longest version of that story. Basically, I thought I, it was great. You know, again, you did what you wanted to do. That was the best part. You were like, "Fuck this shit! I'm getting pasta." That's absolutely, it. Absolutely. You know, it's like it's okay to be different. You know, like everyone's so worried about oh, you need to fit in with everybody, and especially girls. Girls can be you know very catty and very. Um, well, you know, you know, everybody has, you know, met people like that. These girls that are very into themselves and very like, oh, I need to fit in with this clique, this group, so I can, you know, fit in and be cool or be pop or whatever it may be. But I'm over here like, I can own my own self. Like, I'm cool. Give me carbs. Where's the bread? <laughs> so, I think it's great. I, I like what you say about that too. Um, you know, because I think it's really important. I, I'm a very, very, uh, big supporter of independent thinking, you know, uh, not leaning towards what the media tells you, not leaning towards like, you know, fitting in or being a sheep and just kind of going with what other people do is really knowing who you are, owning it and doing what you want to do. At the end of the day, what does it matter? Right. I mean, tomorrow could be yeah. our last day on earth. So why are you going to, why are you going to have salad when you could have penne alla vodka? You know what I'm saying? I mean, being healthy is one thing, but I mean, come on, give your, like everyone needs to give themselves a little bit of a break every now and then. Like, it's okay. Like the, like I want like these girls, like it's okay to eat food, you know, it's okay, sure. you know, eat in front of a guy. It's okay to eat on, if you're being filmed or like, I felt like there's a lot of, a lot of girls that are very, you know, iffy about that, but you know, it's like, what would you tell some young girls that are going to watch this and uh, you know, some young girls that follow you, you know, and maybe they're going through some struggles, you know, what, what would you tell them? Uh, to to make them feel good about themselves and, and make them not worry about, you know, eating this, eating that. And what would you say to them? Here's the deal. So do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Like do what makes you happy. Do not worry about what other people think of you. What, because so, especially when you're young, oh my gosh. It, I mean, I have so many stories of, of situations that are, that happened to me. And like, I grew up in a uh, very strict conservative household. Mm -hmm. And um, for me to like break a break out of that, that was, I finally, you know, in, the, you know, well, not in recent years, but I mean, it, it took years, but you have to, you have to pull yourself away from any toxic, negative comments that people make at you. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about it because, you know, people, people will say rude things to you, but at the end of the day, you, I mean, this is your life. You have one life. So you have to live it for you. You have to do what makes you happy because nobody else is going to do what you, no one else knows what you want out of life. You know, no one else is you. So you have to go out there and you have to get and take what you, what you want in this, in this life. Because at, at the end of the day, you're just going to end up regretting um, things that you didn't do because you were afraid to do something because of what someone might say, or oh, well, I can't do this because my, you know, my parents, you know, they might have this opinion of me, or but you know what? At the end of the day, your family is gonna love you no matter what you do because I can tell you this. Even though I did play what, yes, my, you know, my parents, you know, they didn't really. It's not really their their thing, you know. Um, but at the end of the day, they love me. I love them. I still respect the fact that, you know, Playboy isn't their favorite thing. And that's fine because at the end of the day, I love the fact that I, I did Playboy. It was something that I wanted to do. 
Um, I, I'm happy I did that. Um, and I, I just don't want, I don't want the youth or people to feel like that they can't do something because of something that somebody said or, or anything like that. I think that that's like, a, that's a huge thing. And it's like, just separate yourself from that, that negative energy. Just don't listen to what other people are saying to you and just do what makes you happy at the end of the day. Hmm. Because I like, I wanted to do Playboy. So, you know, I went <laughs> and did it and I am so happy that I did that because I did it for me. I didn't do that for anybody mm-hmm. else. I did it. I did it for me. And I, I, I just made, it makes me happy. So I think that, I think people that are the youth, the people who are young, just, you have one life. Like this is not a dress rehearsal. You know, you, this is, you're living your life every single day and do go out there and do the things that you want to do. And do not worry about how much time it takes you, how much effort it's going to take you. If you want something bad enough, you're going to go out there and get it. And don't let the negativity drag you down because you're going to, people are going to say negative things no matter what you do. So you might as well do what makes you happy. (laughs) That's correct. Because no matter what you're doing, people are going to have something to say about it. Always. Yeah. And you're going to feel a lot better about yourself at the end of the day, knowing that Mm -hmm. you did for you and not because, you know, what somebody said or whatnot. So So true. So true what you're saying, you know, and like, (laughs) it is. And you know, what's crazy too. It's like, you know, especially when you're younger, because it's like, yeah, we're talking about like people want to be in groups and they want to fit in, you know, and stuff like that. You know what the funniest part about that all is we get into our own heads. So while we're concerned with, you know, should we be doing this? Uh, even though I want to do it, I don't know how other people are going to feel about it. The funniest part about all of that is while we're so concerned with trying to fit in there, there is a group of people that are doing all the stuff that you're thinking about what you want to do. So you're going to fit in no matter which way you go. You know, it's just a matter of the people that, that are with you, you know, or the people that you discover and you walk a life while you're doing the stuff that you want to do. It's pretty amazing. That energy that, that you get from, you know, doing what you want to do. What, wait, what's the saying? Like you're, you're like the mo- the top five people that you spend the most time with or whatever, like that, that's who you are or something like that. I, th- I think that's decently true because, yeah. you know, like the people that you spend the most time with, they have an effect on you, whether you realize it or not, true. but they do. So it's, that's another important thing. But if you're, if you do the things that you want to do, then you're going to meet people who are like-minded and then you're going to actually be surrounding yourself with people who support what you're doing. And that's going to be a good thing in the end. It is. And you know what's funny too? Like, you know, when you start doing something that you enjoy doing, you start to notice that your circle starts to change. You know, like the people that were once with you, now that you're doing all these different things and other things that you want to do with your life, you notice like all of a sudden they're like on the back burner and not because of anything bad that could happen. It's just that that energy that takes you to different places and connects you with different people. You know, I, I firmly believe in, in energy and stuff like that. I get I get hate all the time. I get my DM box is full. Like telling me it's crazy. Telling me I I, I don't you didn't you didn't say this, you didn't bring this up, you forgot about this. What's the matter with you? you I don't like your opinion on this, but in a much worse way than what I'm telling it. But I laugh, you know, because that's good though. That's good. That means that people are listening. Yeah, that's good. I'm with that. So 
so what's what's coming up for you? So I mean, obviously, you so you just got signed, but I saw that this uh, management company just signed you. Yeah, tell me about Star, that. Stars Marketing Group. Oh, they're so they're so nice. They are such wonderful people, and I'm so excited to work with them because mm-hmm. um, ever since the first time that I had talked to them, they have just been so gracious, and they're just they they're they're hardworking people, and the thing that I like about them is that. They, um, they are tailoring things to me where, I mean, I had originally sought them out because I was looking for new representation because, um, not to say that my other representation was bad. It's just, I was looking for something where I could have people more on my side. Um, and what I mean by that is some, like a lot of these other, you know, people or groups or whatever, they um they have so much um like their their grouping of people is so vast mm-hmm. that it can't actually spend a lot of time on each individual person so basically the the people that i was working with before i would never hear from them um they would never you know like call me or talk to, about my career aspiration mm-hmm. or you know like things that you know actually pertain to me and things that would help me in my career or my life or anything like that, or with events or, you know, things that I wanted to do. And, um, stars marketing group they're <laughs> they are freaking awesome because they actually take the time out of their day to work with me, to actually think about things that are good for me. Um, things that, um, like things that they're already planning on, you know, like events for me and things that they can see and, you know, all this stuff. And my other, you know, people I was working with before, they were working with so many people that they didn't have time to sit there and kind of like be very personable and spend a lot of time on you and helping you um individually it was more of just this mass kind of like oh here's something in your area mm-hmm. maybe you can, but it wasn't something that i was interested in doing or anything like that so mm-hmm. um so i'm really excited to work with stars marketing group i think they are awesome they're such mm-hmm. sweet people um yeah i i'm really thankful to be to have them on my team um they so, yeah. fully support you because they even shared this podcast tonight on their platform, which I thought was really nice. Awesome. They, so great. <laughs> yeah, it was great. So shout out to, to stars. Cause that was so cool of you guys to do that. Uh, they tagged me, they tagged MMA uncensored and I thought that was really nice. And they highlighted you. So that's, yeah. that's great. Yeah. They're such, they're such great people. I can't even say enough good things about them. And I, I'm really, really looking forward to everything, you know, in the future and like working together with them and seeing like what we can do. And like, you know, just, I'm just really excited about it. So I'm going to put this out there in the universe. I think. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I think that I think maybe a Miss America pageant is next for you. Oh, really? Actually, I think so. I think I aged out. I think you can only be up to 28. I don't care about all that. Somebody, you know what? Someone needs to change these rules. Okay, like maybe I should petition that we need to change these rules. Just so I, you know, I'm from Brooklyn, and I got a guy, and he'll hook you up. We'll get you a new ID, no problem. We'll take care of that age thing. Don't yeah. even worry about it. <laughs> Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, I'm all across the stage in my bikini. Like you hook me up with that, and then we're good. <laughs> I got you. Actually, uh, we are. 
in the process of manufacturing MMA uncensored bikinis. So I'll make sure once they're all set and done that you will get one. Perfect. Just reach out to stars and, and they'll be in contact with you. Uh, yeah, I like stars already. I like them. I feel comfortable with them. So I'll be reaching out to them for sure. And yeah. uh, I think I think we had sent you some shirts too. I'm not sure if you got them in the mail yet, but they're on the way if you didn't get them yet. I have not gotten them. Actually, I didn't check the mail today because I was busy, but um, but I have not seen them yet. But I'm excited about it. Yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know which ones we sent you though. I got to I gotta talk to Chris. Maybe it was the <laughs> MMA and chill one or something like that. Oh but, yeah, that's right along with my Netflix nights. I've been binging Netflix. <laughs> what are your shows that you watch on Netflix? Uh, well, I actually I made it through. I've been trying to watch these for years, but I'm just so busy with my life that I just didn't get around to it. But now, since we've been in lockdown, um, I've actually had a lot more time. So you know, mm -hmm. I'm not out and doing things, but not traveling, which I'm sad about because I love traveling. But mm -hmm. um, but anyways, so I watched what is it? Five seasons of Breaking Bad. So I got through that, all of that, Crazy. which was good. However, I, I watched, uh, the, I think it's three seasons of Ozark. So Ozark is so good. The ending is so good. You've seen the ending, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I was like, Oh and my God. See it. I like almost saw it coming, but not like that. Yeah. I didn't see that coming either. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, if I was them, I would be like, I'm so screwed because basically they're looking at their future. They're like, oh, well, somebody else is going to come along. It's going to be them. And then they're going to be helped. They're going to get their they're, head blown up. They're, so <laughs> they're so dysfunctional that there's never a happy moment, right? And they're so dysfunctional. But, like, you just want to – you're so intrigued to watch it. It's so crazy. Absolutely. Like, Ozark kept me – like, I was – I – okay, this is bad. But I think I took, like, two and a half days, maybe three – and I watched all the seasons straight through. That's Good for it. you. That's dedicated. I, I was sitting there with my pizza, eating my pizza, watching the Netflix, and I like, <laughs> and I'm like, I can't be the only one on this planet who's doing this right now. But yeah, Ozark was so good. It was so good. And I, I really like thrillers. Not that that was like a total thriller, but it just kept me really engaged every single episode. So. I, I was really entertained by it. And I, I just like shows like that. I'm hoping that the next season comes out soon because I, I need that in my life. I think yeah. we've got another year before the next Ozark comes out because they dropped season three, like just, I think like a month or two ago, like right when all the quarantine hit. So, Darn. Well, I'm glad that I actually waited all <laughs> through three seasons so that I could just sit there and binge watch all of it at once. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? I will hook you up. I'll send you... Uh, I'll send you my list because I, I think I have very good taste in television. So I'll send you my my uh my next <laughs> list. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, oh, I also watched um I just watched Hollywood. That's good. I think there's All right. I got something to say about Hollywood. Very okay, good show. So Hollywood tricks you, right? They do this little bait and switch on you. So it's like, all right, 1940s Hollywood. Yeah. And then you start watching it, and the first like four episodes it's like non-stop gay sex i'm like guys i get it i get it i get it but we lighten it up a little bit like you know what i'm saying but but yeah. they had a, i i understand why they had to do it they had to like sell what they were with the story that they were trying to tell but after like all that craziness was happening like on like episode five and on i was like this, this is a really good show it's it's so good yeah i mean 
I was kind of thinking, I'm like, okay, whatever, you know, gay sex, whatever. Like, you know, I don't want to like necessarily, like I'm straight, whatever. But like, I don't necessarily want to sit there and watch a bunch of it, you know, in front of me or whatever. But like, if you want to like, do, do you, you do you, you know, everyone should be them. Yeah, do I'm you. just trying to watch a TV show. That's all I'm saying. I just want to watch, I want to see the story unfold, you know, but. It, it, was little, it was a little excessive. I agree. I agree that it was a little, like much, but um, I don't think it was, it wasn't, it was tasteful. It wasn't, it could have been more raunchy. Let's be real. It could have been, they could have overdone it a lot more. There was some funny scenes though. Like the guy right, from break um, from, um, I didn't watch the show, but it's very popular. The sitcom, you know, the guy, um, he's the agent and he's gotten all the guys like, you know, giving them head oh, and stuff. Oscar's uh, an A, I think. I could be wrong. Anyway, I just, I just watched the show and I can't remember his name. But I know what you're talking about. I can just yeah. see his face. And who, <laughs> whoever wrote this show hates Rock Hudson, by the way. Because, like, he was – they made him so stupid. Like, all right, whatever. If that's how he is in real life. But still, like, they made this guy look so dumb on the show. Oh, my God. Right. I would agree with that statement. I, I agree. <laughs> I – Yeah. yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> Dreamland, though. Dreamland. The ending was very good, though. I like how they incorporated Dreamland at the end. That was cool. Where is it at? But it's funny. Well, actually, one of my nicknames in high school was Hollywood, believe it or not, because my name is Holly and my last name is White. And so in okay. high school, everyone just called me Hollywood, which <laughs> I don't know where that came from. People, I guess, thought I'd end up in Hollywood, which actually happened. So that I happened. guess that did happen. So that's cool, I guess. But um, but yeah, and then I, I chose Holly Joe as my stage name. I guess you could call it. I don't know. It's whatever I put on the initial Playboy contract that I signed. Okay. Um, so then that kind of stuck with me too. So I don't know. I have a lot of nicknames, but yeah, Hollywood was one of them. <laughs> What's your favorite nickname? Um, gosh, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe here I gotta I gotta I gotta give it to my dad. So one of my it's it's a, for nostalgic purposes. Um, so when I was little, he just called me Holly Doodles. So that was like <laughs> my dad called me. I have no idea why he called me that, but um, little pet name for you. Yeah, it's a cute little pet name. But yeah, I don't know. I I don't have a favorite nickname. I have a lot of them, but <laughs> maybe Holly Joe. I don't know. I usually usually go by Holly Joe. So I. Personally, like Holly Joe, only because my name is Joe, and that I, I just like the way that sounds. So, <laughs> not that I'm being impartial or anything like that, you know. But. Why you would think that? No, I'm <laughs> yeah, good nickname. So, so, what, so Holly, what is next for you? What's next on the horizon? I know we got this quarantine thing in, but um, you, you know, to me, you seem like a go-getter. You're gearing up for anything. Yeah, so I'm working on a couple projects that I haven't really told anybody about yet, but. Um, I mean, stay tuned to what I have going on in my social media channels because I might be announcing something at some point. Um, so I'm working on a few things, but you know, I would really love, I would love to do another Playboy shoot. I would love to be in Sports Illustrated. I would also love to be a Maxim. You know what? I, because that was, that was my dream when I was 17, 18. So why not just do all the three? That's right. All the three. I mean, I did Playboy, but I would do it again. So, let's do all the three. Why not? Maybe you know, <laughs> what, what am I missing? I don't know. 
let's just do them all. <laughs> I say do them all. I think we're going to do an MMA Uncensored Illustrated. I think that's that's going to be next. Okay, well, I'll be your cover. I'll, I'll just put Done. my and I'll put my name in the hat to be on the cover of this of this whatever we're doing here. <laughs> Done. I'm going to be. I'm sure somehow, some way, I'll I'll find a way to be in charge of this whole thing. So I'll make sure that you you're in. That's it. Let's do a calendar. I think calendars. We, we should ask. We should take a poll. What do people? What do the people want? Calendar. Can't. What do the people want? It. What do the people want? <laughs> what do the people want? I want to do all different MMA uncensored uh, bikinis, and then we can, yeah. you know, do other things too. MMA uncensored, you know, um, lingerie or MMA uncensored, uh, you know, uh, evening wear, you know. And then we can do this whole shoot. I support that. MMA evening wear. What would that look like? <laughs> we can make that it could, happen. I feel like this is a thing. We can make this a thing. I think this is a thing. I think it's becoming a thing right now, actually. I think we've already accomplished. We just need to plan. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna figure this out because I feel like this could be a thing. I think so. All right. We have business to, to work on after this podcast. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> well, Holly, I, I want to thank you so much uh, for, for being on MMA Uncensored. It was so much fun talking to you and, and having you a part of this. Absolutely. So thank you. This again, absolutely. And I'm so thankful that you even had me on here. I think this is wonderful. So I'm very appreciative um, of your taking your time and, and speaking with me on here. So. Thank You're you. awesome. I, I was I'm super interested and and uh, I'm a I'm a fan and I wanted to talk to you and get to know you and have my viewers get to know who you are too. So guys, I'm gonna actually here's what I'll do. What's your uh, the IG handle again? I'm gonna pop it up on here so they know. It is Holly Joanne W. A lot of people think that they're like, oh Holly Joe new. And I'm like, no, it's not new. I mean, yes, new is at the end of it. <laughs> but I'm like, no, my last name is White, like W. So Holly Joanne W. Did I do it right? You did it right. Congratulations. <laughs> you know, college, college education came in handy. <laughs> awesome. So everyone that's watching, if you want to get the latest and greatest on Holly, right there. Right there. Right there. Follow. IG. Holly. <laughs> Not Holly Joe New, Holly Joanne W. Yes. Awesome. Holly, awesome. I'm wishing you nothing but the best. I'm sure we'll talk soon, and I'm sure we're going to get some sort of MMA uncensored. I don't know what, but something coming up. The calendar shoot. We'll get on the evening wear, all the bikinis, the lingerie. I'm here for it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Sounds great. I'm Thank already. <laughs> Shoot tomorrow now. <laughs> Stay tuned. More announcements coming very soon. All right. Thank you. You got it. Take care. All right. See ya. Bye bye. And that's a wrap. I'm gonna bring up the man. Hey, get get that get that get that thing on. Hey, buddy. <laughs> what was it? Hey, it was, hey it see was this new shirt. See our new Tyson shirt. Look at this, man. Let's see it. Ooh. This one, I think this one's yours. This is a you wear a medium, right? Yeah, I wear a medium. I I, I really could wear an XL with these pipes, but uh, I Brooklyn, like the medium. Ooh, my hometown, baby, Tyson. Mm -hmm. Hell yeah! 
Yeah, they're twenty bucks, twenty one bucks. Use That's code it? Yeah. Use code USA, we'll ship it to your house for free. I think it's like twenty one bucks. Um That's cheap, Chris. MMA uncentered.net. Yeah, and it's the athletic fit, you know, it stretches, it's real good, you know, good quality stuff. It looks yeah, that's uh, twenty two bucks. Yeah, dude, you can't go wrong for twenty two. Actually, uh, guys, too, if you follow me on IG at Joe Miggs, uh, I, I also have the uh, Mike Tyson uh, shirt on uh, on one of my uh, save stories, so you can check it out there. Click the MMA Uncensored link, and you'll be able to uh, to place an order. But those Tyson shirts are hot, man. Yeah, they're doing pretty good. We, uh, you know, it's helping me and the family, and you know, kind of get through this tough time. So, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. we we all helps. I haven't got my stimulus check yet, Joe. What's we got to talk. We got to talk to Trump, bro, and see what's Man. going on with that Trump money, but, bro. But I hear I might get it soon. Oh, you did. Some people got it a month ago. I think we got to get King Leduc uh, to go have a little chit chat with Trump. Yeah, you know, I think King Leduc might be coming to Tampa. I think so, man. Yeah. It sounds like he's very excited to get Lethway here in the states, yeah. man. Yeah, he's a he's a good dude, and, and we have a lot of mutual friends. And yeah, I think maybe we can put something together, me and Kevin Smith at. Smith Combat Sports here in Tampa. Shout out, Smith yeah, brother. Sorry, yeah. I uh, chatted with Kevin today, and I, I told him I'd love to come by and check the gym out. So yeah, when, uh, yeah, it's you know, about 15, 20 minutes from my house. And you oh, can always stay at my house. Yeah, yeah, man. I'll, I'll bring the goods, man. We'll have yeah. a good time. Yeah, we'll we'll, uh, we'll have fun, of course. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll leave that one alone. All right. That's... So, Joe, great job. Uh, you guys That's... had some chemistry, you and her, huh? Holly Joe is excellent. She's super professional. She's she's very good Gorgeous. and uh, yeah, beautiful, talented. I mean, Motivated, it seems like entrepreneur. Yeah, yeah, seems like anything that she touches is is gold, man. Positive, she's great. Positive yeah. messages. I mean, uh, I'm I'm gonna enjoy uh, cutting up that one. You know, editing and sharing that back and forth with you, bro. Yeah, me too, man. It's gonna be a lot of fun. And she, yeah. you know, we we stumbled upon a good idea through conversation. Uh, yeah. MMA uncensored. Uh, we got some. We got some. We got some work to do, my friend. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to need some help, Joe. We're going to need some help. Um, yeah. We're going to do a. I'd like to do. I, I'm just spitballing right now, but I'd like to do an open casting for women that are interested in um, in gaining their following on social yeah. media. They could uh, be an intern or something like Joe. Help us out, and we help them get the following and teach them what we do. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. we could start a whole program. Yeah. But Sounds only good. females right now, though. We'll talk about the guys later, you know? Yes. We're equal opportunity here at MMA Uncensored. So. You know how it is, Joe. Of course. I know yeah. how it is, my friend. But that sounds good. I'd like to give back. Yeah, it's it's important, man. It really is. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and and I'm glad, man. I'm glad. Uh, I thought we had, a, we had a great show tonight. Again, special thank you to Dave LeDuc, Lethway World Champion, Absolutely. calling all the way from Montreal, Canada tonight. And of course, uh, uh, Playboy model Holly Joe calling in from Wisconsin. Uh, it was cool. It was a lot of fun tonight. Yeah. It was a nice combo yeah. tonight. Yeah. Hey, shout out to at Joe Miggs on on Instagram. Follow at Joe Miggs, dude. He's at five hundred. He was at two hundred. He's creeping. He's climbing. He's gonna get to that ten thousand by Christmas. Ooh, that's the that's, goal. You never know, man. You and never you know. That. You need that. You deserve yeah. that. We'll get you. Thank that. you. I'll, Thank you, my friend. I'll see you Saturday, right? Yeah, Saturday. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun, man. I can't wait. Weather's yeah. going to be nice. South Florida, baby. Yeah, we're going to have some it. fun. Yeah, we are. I can't wait, man. The Looking first official to. meeting of the minds. I know, right? 
the more of this quarantine stuff. Now let's get down to the nitty gritty. Yeah. All right, man. Well, you have a good night. Thanks for everything. It was an awesome show. Outstanding. Thank you, my friend. And uh, yeah, signing out. We'll talk soon, brother. MMA Censored Out. Have a good night, Joe. You too, brother. Thank you again, guys. And don't forget to follow uh, MMA Uncensored on IG at MMA Uncensored double underscore. Subscribe on YouTube for all the other episodes that we have, as well as this one will be out this week. Uh, other than that, guys, I hope you're all staying safe. Uh, stay healthy. For those of you that are affected by this uh, pandemic, my thoughts and prayers go out to you and your family. And I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Please follow. God bless you all and have a great night.